And now, introducing the man who's in the process of purchasing a gigantic swimming pool now that he's become filthy rich after betting on the Toronto Blue Jays to be the highest scoring team playing any sport in the state of Maryland during yesterday's slate of games. After seeing video of the madness at FedEx Field yesterday, he began to put the wheels in motion to get the fans all that they deserve and then some, as he insists, quote, that seat change to a suite isn't worth anything near as much as they should be compensated with, and my man Barry Glazer intends to prove it, unquote. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning. It is finally game day. Happy open of the season. Probably a little bit better that uh, they're playing on Monday because Purple Friday felt like the most depressing Purple Friday like in Baltimore history. So probably good. Now we can get today and like maybe some of the excitement is back because we've had three days to remove ourselves from the shock of uh, two significant season-ending injuries. That doesn't change the fact that they won't be playing. We can't change that. Can't do a damn thing about it. But it is what it is as the Ravens and Raiders get ready to play tonight. We're going to get ready to bring you Project Game Day a little bit later on tonight. I'll be with you at halftime. It'll be myself and Ken Zalis postgame. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and PressBoxOnline.com. Project Game Day brought to you by... Window Nation, Glory Days Grill, and Underdog Fantasy Football. We will see you late night tonight, halftime and postgame for Project Game Day. Coming up today, we're getting ready, obviously, for Ravens Raiders. A little bit later on this hour, our buddy Zach Merrick from All Time Low is going to check in. Of course, we've been talking up the uh, Ravens countdown to kickoff party for the last couple of weeks. You missed your chance to get in for 10 bucks. That's over. But you can still get in for 20 bucks. Which is a phenomenal deal. We'll talk to Zach uh, as they're going to be playing the big, big party tonight. Also, Lincoln Kennedy is going to join us, Raiders color analyst. We will find out about the other side of tonight's matchup. And we'll talk to Jeremy Kahn, national uh, radio host, Jeremy Kahn, big uh, t- sports talk superstar at the moment. Jeremy Kahn, uh, who's doing, I don't, I'm sorry, it's, it's like called Bet, Bet HQ. I, I, I'll let him explain it. I don't know. I'm sorry. I just don't know what it is any longer. Like, I, 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 I know it's what 1300 is now locally is, like, all this sports betting stuff, but I don't – I'm sorry. I'm just out. I forgive out you. in that world. I'll let Jeremy explain it to us a little bit later on. All righty. All right. Ravens, Raiders tonight. So the question that I'm asking you, I have two things that are floating through my mind. Obviously, everybody sat around, watched football yesterday. I watched tennis, of course, and then a little bit of football mixed in. I was – Surprised, but we'll go over our, our picks recap here in a second. I had a great week in picks. Thank God I picked the Chargers. Um, yeah, yeah, you did have that going for you. Um, I'm I don't know what to say. I don't I don't know what to say about one week of football because it's what I always say. It's not enough of a sample size for me to be feel strongly about anything. I I this notion like if you're gonna panic about the Packers, you're going to do that on your own. I'm not going to panic about the Packers. I don't know what alliteration now. You've started it. you got to keep going. If you're going to salivate over the Steelers, you're going to do that keep on your up. own. If you're going to I, uh, if you're going to cheer for the Chargers, that's your choice. That You can do that. I'm not going to try to tell you what you should do. I want 32. If you're, oh, 30, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think. Well, then two of them played on Thursday, too, so hang on. Fine. Yeah, 28. 28. If, you're, you know, if you're in a boo-hoo for the Bears, you're probably making a smart decision. Okay. That's probably the right thing for you to do. What about the Rams? If you're going to feel radiant about the Rams. <laughs> a li- little too early. A <laughs> little too early for that. They played the Bears. How about the Bengals? If you're going to... 
I got out of I'm out of steam. I'm out of steam. <laughs> How about that though? How about that? Um God, I am such an idiot. I don't know why I let Ken Zalas do this to me every year. I love KZ, that's my guy, but KZ is the dope that pretends like any of this S matters. I uh and I hate him for it so Who'd much. Did you start because of preseason? I didn't play Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah. Who I was all in on, but KZ's like, oh, the word is he's dropping everything and the whole deal. Like it's None of this S matters. None of it. None of it. Apparently, San Francisco's stuff matters. No, because they weren't reporting that stuff. I know. That was very annoying. Yeah, they weren't reporting it. I would the idea that Brandon Ayuk apparently sucks now is apparently no good at football. Nobody bothered to report it until uh, yeah, the, right, my, second my, quarter. My, my, buddy, guy was my buddy Matt Mayoko, who I like, is a good guy. Uh, covers the 49ers. He's all so like, annoyed. He's all like, well, this was to be expected. He just got outplayed during the preseason. Could have maybe done with a tweet about that okay, prior okay, to the okay, game. Chief. Well, I wouldn't have, he shouldn't have done that because none of the preseason matters. And there's probably something deeper than that, if I had to guess. I don't think that they just benched Brandon Ayuk because well, he, he played some snaps. He played 26 snaps. Didn't, didn't get a football. No. Didn't get one. No, we did not. Not one. Despite the fact they for, scored 41 points. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Not, not that I'm worked up about it or anything like that. I only started him not in three that I leagues. Left, not that I played him and benched Jamar Chase. Corey God. Davis on the bench. <sighs> he caught a couple touchdowns, so I bet you felt he good did. about that. Yeah. Bet you felt good about that. Uh, ah. All right, I got, I got, I got, I got to mm, get my chi correct. Let me get my chi correct. Look, I, I'm not going to overreact to any one particular thing that I saw. Um uh, there were surprises, of course. There are things that were unexpected, but that's the NFL. And week one is no different than week 14 in that way. It's the first thing we see, so it's the first sample size we have to react to. But the notion that week one, a certain result means something is strongly different than what you expected it to be, eh, not so fast. Four weeks into the season, which isn't even the quarter pole any longer, it's like the... The third, the twenty twenty three point eight percent poll. Not really sure if they have those markings in horse races, but they should start thinking about it. Is that exact? You think? Not exact. I don't know what it. I don't know what. what I don't think four out of seventeen. Well, I don't know what four out of you seventeen. Want me to just do the math. Is. No, I'll I can do, do it right now. Four out of seventeen. Oh, I accidentally hit twenty seven, so I can't do it right now. For oh, for God's sakes! Now they want to put a pop up up. Everything went to hell. Twenty three point five. I was damn but close. But you were wrong, Glenn. I was damn close. Twenty three. It's the twenty three point five percent. Those poll. decimal points will kill you. You know. Will they though? Will they actually murder me? Mm-hmm. Like with a knife? Yeah, maybe. That seems inappropriate. I got to be honest with you. Why would they want to do that? You were wrong. Oh, decimal points. We got to go to war with them. We got to do something about these murderous decimal points that are out there. That was an alliteration. What? murderous decimal points oh you want what do you want <laughs> deadly decimal points yeah, been what is all going on with you you started you got to finish all right the deadly decimal points um i'm not gonna overreact to much that said the question that i'm asking you today at glenn clark radio on twitter will be about a small sample size it will be about one game because we're not worried about the end of the season what i'm worried about is the game that comes up next week and so my question is the same one that I posed to a number of the people that I talked to a week ago, which is, what do you need to see from the Ravens tonight? To take nothing away from the Raiders. The, if the Ravens lose to the Raiders tonight, we're, in a, we're having a much different conversation. And I'm not saying it's impossible. They absolutely could lose to the Raiders tonight. We have no idea what the backfield looks like. We don't have a clue. 
Um, the Raiders were better than we remember them being a year ago. It's this goofy bit where there's no real way to explain the fact that they actually won some games a year ago, but they did. Um, and Beat the Chiefs. That was a thing that occurred. Almost twice. Uh, yeah, also true. They, didn't they win in Kansas City, too? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Which is really weird. I think it was when Mahomes was a little banged up, though, wasn't it? Still the Chiefs. I understand, but I think it was when he was a little banged up, if I remember correctly. A um, lot of weird. A lot of weird there. But it could happen. And by the way, I, I saw somebody say, I, I don't know why anyone, and I mean this with all due respect, I don't know. I got a message from somebody. Uh, Derek? Derek says, do, 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 do. Uh, uh, Tumnus is listening this morning. Good morning, Tumnus. Nice to hear from you. He was also mad that I didn't go with alliteration. See? What is up with the two of you? He gets the what show. What is wrong with you guys? God. Good morning, Tumnus. Love you, buddy. More hooves, please. I would really like if your Twitter account would have some more hooves. Um, but we miss you. Come by and say hello one of these days, Thomas. Come by. Just stop in. Hang out with us. We we, we like you. Unlike some other interns. <laughs> Got some topics and some things to discuss. Won't do it on the air, but just know we're talking about it. Um, I want to I wanna see you, Thomas, because we did like you. What was I saying about... You were talking about the game tonight? got me caught off guard. Yeah, but Raiders. I was talking about something specific. Things you need it. to see. Yeah, I was talking about how the Raiders were better than we realized they were. Oh, oh, I was talking about the email that I got. Oh, similar. Jesus. Yeah. Derek messages me. Derek says, do you think Jerry Coleman has a point? And I want to <laughs> be very clear. The answer is no. <laughs> and by the way, good morning, Jerry. It's been a minute since we did Lo- that. Love you. Jerry, Jerry used to listen to the show every effing morning when Drew and I were on. Every morning, and we were we were doing this bit where we were <clears throat> we were rivals and we were like publicly fighting, and Jerry was listening to the show every morning and would hear us say good morning to him every morning. He would come up and I we would stop the show and we'd say, "By the way, good morning, Jerry." <laughs> and he texted me. It was a really weird bit, and I mean this with all due respect. I never listened to his show, and I love him, but I never. I in fairness, I didn't listen to anybody else's show either. Uh, Jerry apparently said a lot's being made about how loud it will be at the Ravens Raiders game, but I don't think it will be many people with no rooting interest like comps from the casinos and folks who want to be seen will make up a big chunk with enormous ticket prices, much like a Super Bowl crowd Ravens win 24 20. Well, by the way, he might very well be right about the last part. I, I couldn't tell you. I don't the see Ravens the winning 24 20. It would be no good for me because they would, they wouldn't cover the yeah. four and a half points. I would prefer that they win. Um, I think Jerry likes to think himself. Well, I don't say it. I think I know Jerry likes to think himself the smartest person in the room. And Jerry, unlike some of us, like literally watches national media and like cares about what they're saying on ESPN and on these various places. I I I couldn't spend five minutes watching the shows that Jerry watches. And I love him. And this doesn't mean not. If he was on right now, we would have the same conversation face to face. But we already have Jeremy on later. I'm not doubling up this morning and putting Jerry on, too. Um, in this particular thing, first of all, Derek, why would I care? I mean, this is all due respect. But second of all, since you emailed it to me, I'll just go ahead and handle this. I guess Jerry hasn't watched any of the games that the hockey team has played in Vegas. And I, I guess he hasn't noticed that that has been an absolutely rabid 
crowd. I think his point maybe more so has to do with the opening and the, the expensive nature of the tickets, but I still don't expect that to have much of an impact. Uh, on uh, the or he's never heard of the Raiders brand, where somehow they, it has not mattered what city this franchise has played in. Mm-hmm. They have a insane, massive appeal that does not correlate with the success of their football team. First game fans are allowed in in this new stadium. I, I'm not telling you that it's going to be the reason that the Ravens have a tough. Correct. Time here. I'm not telling you that it's going to be, you know, louder than playing like the Chiefs on a on a Sunday night when the Chiefs are really good. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to. T- I don't know. I can't. How could I possibly compare? I've never seen it before. I certainly don't expect it to be a muted crowd. It, or, and the notion that there will be some people that will get in because it's a place to be seen in Vegas. Yeah, handful, maybe. Yeah. But it's not. I, comp- no offense. Vegas isn't L.A. Mm-hmm. And it's not. That market, it's a different market, and what they found doing pro sports so far in Vegas has been a rabid interest in we want our thing. It's like when the Thunder showed up in Oklahoma City, and it was nuts. It was bonkers how loud that place was, how into it they were, Mm -hmm. because they had never had anything like that before. And I get it. Vegas now has had professional sports And Oklahoma City just dwarfs Vegas as far as Correct. It's a far more important, massive market. Well, I mean, I actually don't know which one is more populous, if I'm being completely honest with you. Tourist-wise, I mean. Well, that's a different thing. Oklahoma City is a destination. Well, yeah, I get that. But the the first thing you said was populous, and I truly don't know. I I I couldn't tell you. I think Vegas trumps it. Vegas is not a particularly populous area, dude. Las Vegas. it's not, a, it's not a very popular internet knows, place. Glenn, the internet knows. Yeah. 634,773. What did you say? 600? 634,773. Yeah. I'm, best, I'm betting that. Ooh, 643,692. Yeah. Slight uptick for yeah, Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's what City. I thought. I thought uh, Oklahoma City was at least right in the area. If not, about that? Yeah, not surprised by that whatsoever. Vegas is not a populous area. It's just not. Uh, John from Little Rock, that crowd in Vegas tonight will be an issue. They literally designed the stadium bowl to retain the noise. It's the biggest sports event there in decades. You know, I mean, it's the decades of all time. Like, of all time. And there were Stanley Cup Finals games hosted there. I mean, okay, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're trying to say that all sports are created equal, then yeah, the Stanley Cup Finals is bigger. But no offense. I get it. This the is NFL the NFL. Is king, but it's a week. I get it. Opening, like, I, it's, it's, it's huge. It is. It's the first ever game that fans will be able to attend. There's also the that National one rodeo game. that one year. I know the rodeo is no doubt, no doubt it's huge. I'm like, I know that UNLV was massive and was competing for national championships once upon a time. Fights in but Vegas yeah, before, there have been yeah. Yeah, the Tyson Holyfield fight right. was mad. I, I, that's probably the only thing you can compare it to is like Tyson Holyfield. Honestly, it's probably about the only thing you can compare this to, and that was in a much, much smaller building. That wasn't even in a, an NHL size building. That was in, you know, a, a casino. I mean, like, and, and all the, you can give all the fights that have been there over the years, but they're just, they've all been in smaller buildings. This is in a football stadium. So, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I mean, look, it's going to be hell. It's going to be really loud. It's going to be massive. I don't, it would be well, disappointing that, if the Ravens struggled to I run mean, their like, offense because of crowd like noise. They, they played in, yeah. in Pittsburgh. They've played in loud places before. Although Lamar struggled in Pittsburgh, but he had yeah, an I mean, incredible game on Monday night when it was in Los Angeles with the Rams. He did. Uh, Although that, that probably that's, started a little that's, louder. That's more of the the sort of that that is not the the massive insane that crowd. Cleveland game was probably pretty loud. The Monday night game, yeah. sure. The Monday night game in Cleveland was quite loud, mm-hmm. no doubt about that. No doubt about it. And the Seattle game, I think, would be the sure. other one to compare it to. Like playing in Seattle, even in bad weather, they're used to that in Seattle. They also built a stadium to literally trap noise, mm-hmm. and and he played quite well in that game. Now that's played already in the Patriots stadium. 
Uh, that was at home. No, that was at home. When they played, when they played in New England last year, they did not play well. Oh, okay. yeah, that was not that thing did not go well in Foxborough a year ago. Um, so I don't know what to make of it, but I just don't expect it to be a, a a passive. I think it is going to be absolutely loud as hell. My question for you, my think tank today, which is brought to you by Great Eights Memorabilia. Of course, we have partnered with them for the Tyus Bowser Show. Um, I think we can announce in the next 24 hours when the makeup date's going to be for the Mother's uh, Peninsula Grill show. We know we're going to be at City Line Bar and Grill on the 28th with Tyus Bowser. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by Pressbox, Express Exterior Design, and Great Eights Memorabilia, greateightsmemorabilia.com. In order to find out more, <sighs> my question. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. What? Are you going to watch the game? That's your question, okay, right? No, that wasn't the question. The question is, what do you want to see from the Ravens in order to feel confident that they might, they can finally get over the hump against the Chiefs next week? I've gotten a ton of responses, and it's all over the place. Uh, from Haz. Well, I don't think it's Jim Hazlitt. I'm not, I'm not sure, but we'll check back it's in. It's Udonis Haslam, actually. That's who it is. Yeah. I've been wondering. Nothing. Unless all of a sudden the Raiders become a team on that tier. But I would say, how does the passing game look, and can the run game still be consistently good because the Browns ran all over the Chiefs and lost? It was an exciting game. It was. They lost. It's the reality. I mean, that's just what we're dealing with. It's not just you have to do everything well. You can't just do things well for a little while and think that's good enough or script some plays spend your entire offseason scripting plays to face the Chiefs and then feel like you've gotten the job done. Kind of like don't that Bill's that fourth down call, huh? Kind of like that. I don't know what the F that was. A lot, a lot of teams lose 10 yards on fourth and one. <laughs> Happens regularly. The fake was the weirdest part, I think. Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, the way that it was lined up, they had no hope of getting it. <laughs> like, I get, but Jesus Christ, that was a disaster. Uh, from M. Do you have a full name, M? M says, being able to kill the clock. The best defense is to keep them off the field. Kansas City defense isn't that good, but 15 always finds a big play to break our backs. So I guess that's more of an argument just about the running game being as yeah, effective being, as you being able to do what the, would have expected what, it. What the Ravens do. Not getting away, not doing what they've done the last couple times they tried to face the Chiefs, mm -hmm. which was try to be a completely different team, try to go outscore them. The one time that they've had an opportunity to beat the Chiefs was the time that they stayed on the ground and they did what the Ravens do. And, yes, they still didn't win. Let's make that abundantly clear. They still didn't win, but it was the only time of the three that they had a chance. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's probably number two for me. Okay, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. I prompt. Well, well, maybe we'll get to okay. you. I don't want to, but we'll get to you if we have enough time. Um, uh, Paul, for me, not really anything the Ravens can do tonight that will make me any more confident in their ability to beat the Chiefs. Kansas City and Mahomes are so unique that what you do to other teams doesn't usually translate to being able to handle Kansas City, and the Ravens keep abandoning the run too soon against them. John from Little Rock, a balance of good passing game with the running game doing its job. We also need to see a solid pass rush to help the secondary. That, by the way... hey. Oh, it was on. That was that was your other thing. Hey, okay. Well, and it's not only. It's specifically the front four. Yep. Well, I, it's not specifically. It the front is four. for me. Are you saying that? In that, like, you mean it's not the elaborate blitzing. It's, it's not, not the bringing a safety. Bringing your nickel corner yeah. or bringing a safety or look, Travis Kelsey's well, pretty damn good. If you're going to blitz Patrick Queen a lot, I don't know who's supposed to cover him. Now, well, you can ask a safety. Good luck. I mean, I get it. Like, you need to have seven people back in coverage to have any hope 
and it still might not work. No, I don't disagree. To have any that. hope of actually stopping the Chiefs' passing attack, and right. the Browns, I mean, Clowney and and Garrett were getting home. Like they were getting there, and they still lost. Yep. So it's not guaranteed by any stretch of the imagination. But I think a better comparison would be what the Steelers did against the Bills. Uh, we thought Buffalo was, and granted, Josh Allen did not play his best. There's no doubt about that. We thought Buffalo was the closest thing to Kansas City where you would just I, pass, I have, pass, pass. I have not felt that at all. The like, offense-wise. Yeah, but I haven't. I've never felt Regardless, that. Regardless, the Steelers blitzed on 2% of the plays yesterday. They 2%. just won matchups. I get it. And they were getting to him. Well, they also, you know, they have T.J. Watt. Not that's denying a, that they've got the guys have. on the edge. Yep. Like, it's not like they don't have the players. But yep. the Ravens need to prove they have the players. The Ravens need to prove that Jason Owe can... Be the freak that they think he is. Adafi. Adafi, excuse me. Can be the freak that he is supposed to be. That Justin Houston is something still. I hear you. Um, They need to get home. Ty's Bowser, 100%. They need need these guys to make an impact. Uh, Nick Kelly sticking to the offensive game plan, even if they happen to get behind early. Don't abandon the run. Let Lamar be Lamar. I don't know if they're going to fall behind against a team like the the Raiders will see, but they, you know, they showed that against Tennessee a year ago where they fell behind, and yet they did not abandon the game plan, and things worked out quite well for them. From David, the low-hanging fruit would be a balanced passing attack with the run game. Cleveland did well with, with, with uh, d- Cleveland did will with we. Like it. Hmm. I think did well with both early in the game. And got out to a lead is what he's trying to say. It's early, though, and a week two Chiefs team is much different than a January one. Maybe so, but did you see what happened? Was it week three anything, last year? They're probably going to be healthier now than they would be then. Yeah, I would argue that. And again, did you did you see week three a year ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they looked okay. They looked all right. They looked sharp and ready to go. I do think it would be significant. Um, uh, Seabass, nice. kick his ass. Says uh, Mark. Okay, Seabass. I don't think Marcus Peters. If what you're saying is nothing, then I get it. But Marcus Peters is not miraculously going to play. Well, somebody might say Anthony Averett needs to demonstrate. I would. I would listen yeah. to that. I would listen to that being significant. From Kim, way too early to tell much of anything from any team. So I just don't want any injuries. Injuries, especially major ones and at major positions, can definitely mess up a team's chances down the road. I got bad news, Kim. <laughs> I got. Yeah. Uh, do you get the paper? Yeah. Not, I mean, I love you, Kim, but it's obviously already kind of out the window for this Ravens team. Um, and Spencer says seventy to zero. All right, all right. I'd I mean, it would nice. it would be helpful. Yeah. I'd like it. I imagine I'd Tyson like Williams it. would have a decent day in fantasy if that were the case. That'd be good news. <laughs> well, you would think you would. Th- although seventy to zero is just probably a lot of throwing. Probably a lot of hard to dominate on the ground and score seventy points. Oh, if you just every play is like an eighty-yard touchdown yeah. run. Now that would be. It's like the fourth quarter of the Dallas game yeah. back in two thousand eight. It's Leron McLean followed by Willis McGahey, but they're exactly. all Tyson Williams. It's just. Yeah, sure. It's just eight rushes for four hundred and fifty yards, yeah. which I think would be some sort of record. I'm I'd not, sign up for it. I'm not sure. I'm not opposed yeah. for what it's worth. I want you to know, I'd despite the that. fact that I don't own any Tyson Williams. I would sign up for an eight rush, four hundred fifty yard, eight touchdown performance tonight from Tyson. I'll go for nine. Well, let's not get. I'd greedy. accept seven. Let's not. Let's not get greedy around here. Let's not say some silly things. Continue to get me your responses at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Let me know what it is that you want to see from the Ravens when we come back in. 
We are going to go over the weekend in picks still to come this hour. Zach from All Time Lows checking in. We'll preview the Raiders at the top of the hour at Lincoln Kennedy. That's all on the way. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. Glory Days Grill's popular summer seasonal menu is back with favorites like their very berry salad and smoky thigh wings. It also features the all-new shrimp po' boy, crispy fried shrimp on a freshly baked sub roll with lettuce, tomato, and a house-made spicy remoulade. Other delicious items include a 12-ounce New York strip steak, the barbecue chicken bowl, barbecue ribs, and smoky thigh wings combo platter, zucchini fries, and a key lime pie. All of these meals pair well with Sam Adams Summer Ale or their anniversary IPA brewed by Devil's Backbone. Glory Days Grill is hiring all positions. Want to work for a great family-oriented company known for their commitment to the community? Stop into one of their restaurants and speak with a manager. Management opportunities are available. Find out more by going to glorydaysgrill.com. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. That first sip. (gasps) That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hey, it's KZ. The Press Box Fantasy Football Show is back, as always, on Thursdays. You can catch it at 1130. We're brought to you this year, CCBC and Glory Days Grill. You can catch the show two ways, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. The slash radio is if you want to listen. On Facebook is if you actually want to see my ugly face. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. DFS, daily lineups, keepers, all kinds of fun stuff. Please tune in, Press Box Fantasy Football Show every Thursday, 11.30 a.m. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR. Kyle's very excited that the uh, Orioles went back ahead in the race for the number one overall pick over the weekend. Thanks to Pretty wacky baseball straight. weekend for the Orioles. Uh, it was a really weird weekend, <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, Saturday in particular was yeah. particularly strange, uh, losing both ends of the doubleheader that way. Uh, the Orioles Which are... I, even though I wanted them to lose, right. I was still really annoyed with Blue Jays' Twitter. 
Really? Did you like happen to just they were no, there? And I don't spend any time at all. Started, with Blue Jays. Started Twitter. to hate Twitter again for Blue. I'm starting to hate, hate Blue Jays fans again. I'm good for you. I d- I certainly could not possibly care. I could not I possibly care given the know. situation. Uh, but yeah, the Orioles now 46 and 97. So now games are even up after the doubleheader on Saturday. The Diamondbacks 47 and 96, a game behind the Orioles. As always, if you ain't last, you're last. Keep that in mind. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. All September long, they are offering you the great back-to-school special. Buy two windows, get two free, wood or vinyl styles. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. It can go on forever. Buy 100, get 100 free. You get the point. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Um, obviously, we got one more pick to go for the weekend, but we'll go ahead and recap the, the picks that we've made so far, all eight of them. Our picks recap is brought to you this week by Underdog Fantasy Football. Did you play any more Underdog this weekend? I did. How'd you do? I lost. Oh, well, that's it. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. You should you should be better at this. You should be. Agreed. Did you do the thing you said you were going to do, put a couple bucks on I the did. other? I did. So it was just a terrible parlay yeah. to begin with. Well, no. I mean, Dalvin Cook just didn't get what he needed. Son of a bitch. I know. That jerk. Don't I know it? What the hell? Maybe if they had gone to him a little bit more, perhaps they, they would have won. Yeah. Maybe that would have been the case. Uh, you can play underdog fantasy football. Go right now to pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. And I'm going to guess you're going to do better than Kyle because Kyle's just not good. I saw. I see his record in picks this week. It's not good. Um, so you can go to underdog fantasy football. Fa- pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. Click on the underdog link. Deposit 10 bucks. We're going to give you 25 bucks on top of it. So instead of having 10 bucks to play with, you're going to have 35 to do whatever you would like with your $35 on underdog fantasy football. I know a lot of us are bummed that sports betting did not get put in place in time for the start of football season. So use underdog to fill that void in your life. Kyle was trying to play some parlays. No, it didn't go well for him, but that's no different than anything else in his life. You have better decision-making acumen. So play some parlays or play in some season-long fantasy games or play in some weekly fantasy games or whatever it is that you want to do. Various prop bets, one-on-one fantasy matchups are available. There are so many games I got I I was so like enthralled by it all that I forgot to to play like I put my deposit in I I put I paid that man my money mm-hmm. and then I forgot to play over the weekend because I was so enthralled like I spent 30 minutes going through all the various things that you could do. If you're not into football, they also have baseball games available. There are other sports that you can play, but obviously it's football season. Underdog fantasy football is the place to play again. Go to pressboxonline.com/fantasy, click on the underdog link. I believe the code pressbox also works, but let's not I don't want to tell you that and then have you, you know, end up uh, being very angry at me later. So go that route, pressboxonline.com slash fantasy. I know that works because I did it. Click on the logo, sign up, posit $10, you get 25 bucks to play for deposit. free. No, I just said it very softly. I, I know what I did. It was depo- 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 It was I'm a very saying, soft dip. I'm embarrassed for you. Nope, deposit $10 and you get 25 bucks for free, underdog fantasy football. Well, well, well. How the mighty have risen. I'm still under 500 for the season, for the record. Uh, and I was 500 this week, but it was a good week to be 500 because nobody else was so far. I might not finish 500 for the week, 
But uh, if I don't, nobody else will. So we got that going for us. Uh, we picked three college games this week. I was the only one. No, that's not true. Andrew Stecka was also on Oregon. I was going to do it. And then Everybody the one was 12 like, o'clock kickoff was 12 o'clock kickoff, me. West Coast team, not seeing like it. I not, literally had Oregon as my pick. And I was like. No, I did not see them winning outright. I want to make sure. that very clear. But I thought 14 and a half was way too much. And it was way too much. It was 21 and a half too much. Happy to be wrong here. Oregon wins 35-28. Pretty exciting football game uh, for what it was worth on Saturday afternoon. Unfortunately, we were all on Air Force, and unfortunately, we were all right. Navy clearly having some troubles with the quarterback. Um, they decided to fire offensive coordinator Ivan Jasper after the game on Saturday, which is really stunning. I mean, Ivan Jasper is one of the most respected people um, that has been in Annapolis for the last decade, and the players love him, and clearly he was also responsible for the great offensive success that they had with Malcolm Perry and with Keenan Reynolds and other quarterbacks over the years, so they got a quarterback problem at Navy. Um, they got to be able to run this. They don't. They can't. They don't have a backup plan. There's no back. This has to work for Navy to be able to have success. That was very difficult defensively. They played well. Um, they kept themselves in the game, but they lose 23 to three. So we all got that point. Uh, Iowa. Iowa State. I was surprised by this. Iowa was dominant. I mean, Iowa State was never really in it. It was only a 10-point final, but Iowa State was just never really even, like, you didn't ever feel like they had anything cooking. Uh, Andrew Stecka was the only one to take Iowa, who, again, was getting four and a half points, and that line way off. They could have been giving 10 points, and it would have been a push. They win 27-17. to On Thursday night, we all had Tampa, nine and a half, way too big. They only lost by two. And then we get in only one by two. Thank you. Uh, Then we get into the Sunday games. Pittsburgh Buffalo. I again did not think that Pittsburgh was going to win outright, but I thought six and a half points was too much. And uh, blocked punt changed the tide of this game. Pittsburgh wins twenty three to sixteen. If you are overreacting, I saw a little bit of this to Pittsburgh. The you know people forget these are the Steelers we're talking about. I get it. Lines to look really bad. I mean, it didn't look great. I don't know if it looked really bad, but it didn't look great. Um, Their defense we knew was going to be really good. We knew their defense was going to be good. That was the story of the Steelers team. They scored one offensive touchdown for the entirety of the game. Najee Harris, largely ineffective. Right. Like, they, I, if you want to believe that the Steelers are great because they went and beat Buffalo on the road, God bless you. I, I don't think that's what the result says. The result says what what really maybe is what we should have been expecting, that the Steelers could perhaps pull off something similar to what they did a year ago, where they can tape it all up and smoke and mirrors, get themselves through winning some football games for a while. I would say it was more disappointing by the Bills than it was impressive by the Steelers. I, that part I don't necessarily disagree with. Um, I think the Bills, I, one of the things that stood out to me is Emmanuel Sanders was – I mean, they needed to find another option besides as great as Stefan Diggs is, and let's make it very clear, he's great. Like they need to have somebody else on the football well, field. Would have had a long touchdown if Allen had hit him. Like. There's that. I mean, that's true. That's true. There was that. Um they clearly were hurt to not have Zach Moss out there. That was a problem. Well, they but chose not to have him out there. I, I don't think Zach Moss would what do you mean? They they was a number I said it was a numbers game as to why he was in I don't I don't believe that. 
I don't believe that for even a second. That's the type of thing that you say. Like, I don't believe for even a second. There is no world. They sh- they sure as F don't have better options than Zach Moss. They that just does don't not care exist. About running the ball. That's part of the problem. They have to figure out a way to incorporate running the ball at some point. They can't make it all go through Josh Allen. He can't be their only run offense. Again, that can work for a while, and he's good. There's no question about it, but there has to be at least the threat. Like, you... This thing where you say, well, run play action even if it's no threat to run. Like, no, there has to be a threat to run, or that's not going to work. You have to have a threat to run in order to be able to run play action. Um, so they got to figure that out moving forward. I think they're going to be fine because, again, they've got Josh Allen. Well, he didn't look as good as he did last year yesterday. It's one game, man, against a really great defense. I'm not denying that. Like the, in, in, but accuracy was a little shaky yesterday. That's fine. I hear you. There is nothing that I'm not going to choose to react to anything like that. Josh Allen is most likely going to be just fine. Whether he'll be the MVP of the league, couldn't possibly tell you. But the most likely scenario is he's going to be just fine. Arizona-Tennessee. I don't even remember why I picked Arizona in this game. Like That's the funny part about this. I don't remember. I don't remember saying that Tennessee was fraudulent, which is what KZ was mm-hmm. saying. And the reason why KZ picked him, I just remember feeling like I was leaning towards Arizona and just said, the hell with it, I'll take Arizona. Um, I did not expect this, obviously. Arizona was getting three points. They win by 25, 28-13. Yes, Chandler Jones, the guy that we were kind of wondering about, maybe could be a good target for the Ravens. Boy, he looked good. Mm Mm-hmm. But that was also why I don't think it was going to make sense for the Cardinals to trade him. I thought they were going to be forced to have to try to figure out a way to make it work because they're in they're under a lot of pressure, and that's the best division in football, the most competitive division in mm-hmm. football anyway. So he looked great, three sacks, clearly. You know, he had five sacks, I think. I thought he had. I think he had five. <laughs> maybe I'm just reacting to a certain point in the game when I saw that he had three. I mean, if he got two more that I just didn't know about. Chandler Jones finished with... Do-do-do-do. He had five. He had five sacks, yeah. Now, Hassan Reddick had five sacks in a game a year ago, but Chandler Jones is better than Hassan Reddick. No offense, he's better. He's great. He'd be a player that I would have liked to have seen in Baltimore, but it's what it is. I get why they held on to him. He's really good. And I'm also gonna not going to do the thing where I overreact to the Titans. I'm not going to do that. It's one game. It's one game. Probably block a little better. Yeah, I would start with that. Like Trying to stop Chandler Jones would be a good thing. But get it, Chandler Jones is quite good. It's like if I'm in Kansas City, I'm not going to overreact to Miles Garrett being great yesterday and think that Orlando Brown stinks. Well, one of those things is true. What? Miles, Miles Garrett, Garrett is, is great. great. Yes. I don't overreact to these things. Doesn't mean other Brown might not be susceptible to fast edge rushers. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Jonathan Ogden was susceptible when he went up against Dwight Freeney. I hear you. Did we overreact to that? I don't think Orlando Brown is Jonathan Ogden, but I get what you're saying. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jesus. Uh, anyway, KZ and I got that point. Kyle was the only one to take the Chargers, which... Thank goodness. I... I I'm befuddled as to why I, I talked myself out of this because it was pick them, and I should have just picked the Chargers. Um, Washington loses Ryan. Now, maybe that's part of the thing. Washington loses Ryan Fitzpatrick. There, there is a this, little better with Heineke than they did with Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick didn't play long enough for that to be something that I would say. Heineke, there is this weird obsession that people in Washington have with Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke's not good. Didn't he win them a playoff game? Um, no, he didn't win them a playoff game. He almost did, though. N- n- no, he didn't He was the almost. closest to being the Bucks last year of anyway. They were the, the closest, yes. 
They were the closest, but they were the closest because of their defense, which is good. They have a very good defense. There is no getting around that. Washington has built that defensive front is outstanding, and it's why they have a chance to win. And I, I think maybe that's it, is they just say, well, Taylor Heineke can play to that. You know, don't ask him to do too much. And he made some decent throws. He'll be that team. He's not good, man. He's not an NFL quarterback. No, he is. No, he's not. I don't he's know a guy that has to play in the NFL it's because their, their real guy got hurt. That's what he is. I get We don't think Dan Snyder's an NFL not, owner, but they're right, still. He's not an NFL quarterback. Um, At least FedEx is an NFL field, you know? Oh, God, what an embarrassment. That um, was sewage, right? I'm actually going to be really surprised if it was. Honestly, I'm going to be really I was like really pausing the video to see if I could see anything disgusting looking at it. You, and it looked can't. like dirty water, but. Yeah, I, I don't think But it how was rainwater pooling well, that, there? Well, that, I mean, I, Lord, I don't think they know what it was. If I'm being completely honest with you, I don't think they have a clue what it was. Well, it certainly wasn't clean is, water. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, there's no. I, but what do you think? They're just, they're just storing clean water somewhere? Well, those pipes run stuff from somewhere to somewhere else. I hear you. You would think. I think it's just as likely to be their explanation as it is to be sewage. I don't think there's a correct answer. I also don't think it matters because it's not my problem. Hey, I'm not gonna don't spend urinate on my leg and tell me it's raining. Thank you, Barry. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Chargers win that one, 20 to 16. Justin Herbert just does just enough. Not enough to help my fantasy team. Yeah. Enough to win the football game. He was playing against a good defense. And, of course, we were all we're on Kansas City, and we were off by three points. as uh, They won, but they only won 33-21. to 21. And, yeah, the Browns looked good for a while. For a while. And, and for a lot of the game. And just at the end, it unraveled, and Mahomes is Mahomes. This, this is what it takes to beat the Chiefs. You don't denying. get to get, look good for a while. And, again, the Browns looked particularly good when they had the play scripted. They looked pretty good when they were in the portion of the game where everything was decided for them. And then once they got past that, they – we're okay. That's what they were. So I, Schwartz looked good. Obviously, he looks like a guy that could be a threat moving forward, the rookie out of Auburn mm-hmm. that they took in the third round. Um, fourth, but I don't even know. Whatever. I thought it was the third. I'm pretty sure it was the third, but whatever. Um, they That guy looks like he's going to be a football player, but this is still the Chiefs that we're talking about. It is a monumental hump to get over because even when they don't play great, they're great. It's the reality of it. So for the week, I was four and four so far. The only difference we have tonight is Stecka uh, has Vegas. Was the third for us? Yeah, see, I know everything. Uh, Stecka has Vegas, so he could still get to four and five, and that would drop me to four and five. We of course made the picks before we knew about all the injuries, and and maybe he maybe he was a soothsayer or something for me. I don't think it would have changed it for me. I'm still I am really interested in how the backfield will look. No doubt, I'm very but I still interested don't think that would have changed it for me. So I don't know. I don't know if it would have changed it for me or not. I just. I, I don't know. That's all I can say. I don't know if I would have changed my pick knowing uh, about the injuries. But Steck is the only other one, the only one that could make up a point. Everybody else has Baltimore tonight. So we will see how it plays out. At the moment, he and I are tied for first place at 6-7 and seven each. We are tied atop the table of picks. Kyle is a point back at 5-8 and eight after a disastrous 2-6 and six weeks so far. And Casey and John Proctor are having a disastrous season so far, but are only two points back at four and nine. A little bit of cash at the top of the table, at the bottom of the table. Loser has to come in here, get their back waxed, as well as perform Hero from Spider-Man while consuming an actual tarantula. That is the penance for this year's loser. We will stay uh, right here, get to the break at the top of the hour. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I guess I needed to give you the – do you have the number? All right, good. 
Uh, today's show also and picks recap was also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. The Oktoberfest menu is back tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day that you can get to your neighborhood Glory Days Grill and take advantage of their incredible Oktoberfest menu. The delicious chicken schnitzel, two chicken cutlets, hand-breaded and herbed panko, and pan-fried until golden brown, served with mustard cream sauce, mashed potatoes, and roasted vegetables. How freaking good does that sound? That sounds unbelievable. Their menu also includes your favorites, like the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, Prussian Pretzel Rolls, Slam Dunk Pretzels, and Apple Cobbler. All of those meals pair well with their many Oktoberfest beers, an angry orchard on draft, Dine on their patios or in their dining rooms or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill has been proud to serve the community for the last 25 years. Thank you, fans. Glorydaysgrill.com, again, is the website. We're going to chat with Zach from All Time Low here in a second. Big party tonight at the stadium ahead of the opener. Uh, some more responses to our question from Adit, Adafe, Bowser, Hayes being able to live behind the Raiders' line of scrimmage, sacks or not. Chiefs do have a slight weakness in Orlando Brown Jr., and the Chiefs' right side of the O-line is less experienced. Well, it's basically not. The, I think all three of them played their first game on uh, Sunday. I mean, there's almost no experience on that side of the offensive line. It's the right side, he means. Right. So yeah, I, thought you said I thought I heard No, left. No, it was talking about, he said, the Chiefs' right side of the O-line is less experienced. Uh, Chris, I need to see them consistently score at will in multiple ways to beat the Chiefs. They have to be a top-five offense. In order to do that, they uh, need to become significantly better at passing while still being a great running team. Seems simple enough. Yeah, I mean, seems simple enough. Sam, nothing. Each week correlates a different story. What I will say is I want to see what Tyson Williams truly brings as a young back. If he shines, this team won't miss a beat. Look, that's the, you know, for the game itself, that's the other storyline is what does the backfield look like? And is it really Tyson Williams' show? I'm still skeptical of that. I'm skeptical I mean, that if he shines, he's going to have a role. But what I'm skeptical of is that that's that they're going to do that prominently. That I, I mean, think he's going to have a role. A, right. like, if he has 140 yards rushing on 15 carries, that's right? Like it's a different storyline. I'm saying going a, into tonight, I don't know that the game plan is heavy dose of Tyson Williams. I expect him to get at least I, 10 carries. Maybe I I don't expect the him. run the ball I, so much. I don't have an. You're saying that anybody could get ten right. carries. I don't know that he's the featured back. I don't know that. I think it's totally possible that the featured back is Latavius Murray. Like I'd I'd be really surprised that you brought in Latavius Murray to not have a prominent role. These other guys, that's a different conversation. But Latavius Murray, a guy who was going to have options. I don't think you brought him here to not have a featured role within this backfield. Now, does that mean he's the lead guy tonight? I don't know that. I think we're all looking at this as Tyson Williams is a guy that's been here for a couple of weeks, so he's the guy that's going to get the first crack at it. And I think that the reality of giving an undrafted guy with no NFL experience a first crack over someone who has been a really quality running back for the last couple of seasons seems foolish to me. Doesn't mean it won't happen. Doesn't mean Tyson Williams won't prove to be really good. 
But I've got one guy who's been a really good back for a la- the last couple of years who just happens to have not spent training camp with you versus someone that you know nothing about as an NFL running back, and you're telling me this guy is definitely the guy, the guy on the right is definitely the guy that you're going to give the, the first crack at it to? Eh. Eh. I mean, if you do, I hope you're right. I mean, I, I hope you're right. I hope it was worth it. But I still think Latavius Murray would be the guy that I would be leaning on despite the fact that he just showed up a few days ago. This is Latavius Murray that we're talking about. This is a, a legit NFL running back that has played well the last couple of years. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes tonight. And if you were smart, you'd be seeing how it goes from M&T Bank Stadium, where the Baltimore Ravens are hosting their countdown to kickoff party presented by Miller Lite. We've been telling you about it for weeks. You can still get tickets at BaltimoreRavens.com kickoff. Now, you missed out on your chance to get them for 10 bucks, but they're still only 20 bucks, And I would pay thrice that to watch all-time low perform live and then hang out afterwards, watch the game on the Ravens Vision boards. Joining us now, he is our friend, Mr. Zach Merrick from All Time Low, and he's back with us here on GCR. What's going on, pal? How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Always the best intros, by the way. Dude, too, so. dude, I love you so much. It, could you could you take a few carries if necessary? Like it, as bad as things got, like do you? I seen the way that you work out. Do you think you could um, average? I definitely could take a few carries if they needed me to. Right, you could average at least three and a half yards per carry in this Ravens offense. Well, I mean, you? Lamar's the quarterback, so if you remember back when Flacco was before Lamar became the quarterback, they couldn't run the ball, and then he became the quarterback, and then all of a sudden, magically, they started running the ball for five yards a carry. Right, and given so. given the way you work out, you would absolutely be able to take on contact, handle it just fine, right? Yes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> You're not as young as you once were, though. Like, you're starting to get... There's this realization that I had that, like, I've always eternally thought of you as being, like, 24 years old, and you're not 24 years old any longer. No, not, uh, not by a long shot. Right. Not anywhere close to that. Hey, I man. mean, still, there's some guys in their mid-30s running the ball, too, so... I mean, Frank Gore, I think... Frank Gore might be 52, really. Might actually yeah. be 52 <laughs> and was still running the ball well last year. Dude, it's great to chat with you. Um, this coming together, I, I've talked to the Ravens a little bit about this. They were really excited that it was you guys. I mean, you guys have done so many cool things over the years that I don't know how you rate anything against something else, but... This, to me, seems really awesome. You get to play a show with the Ravens at their opener. Like, you are more than officially part of the family at this point. Yeah, I mean, it started with uh, them giving us a couple of jerseys, and then we got to do a a collab shirt with them. And then it's been kind of a dream to play. We were actually trying to go to the game to watch it in Vegas. And they're like, (laughs) would you want to play? And we were like, it's like we're going back to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> it's the next best thing, though, man. Like, they exactly. are really doing it up tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's been a decent year or so for you guys. I don't normally like to interview you, but I actually have some, like, professional journalism questions that I want to ask oh, okay. you. Is that okay? <laughs> um, yeah, it's totally fine. Most bands don't find, like, their biggest commercial and popular success this deep into their careers how the F did you guys pull this off to get, like, your most popular radio single way into the time that you've been playing as a band? Um, man, I think it just was a lot of just hard work over time. And I think also because we had such a uh, – okay, what's my language here? Such an interesting year. Um, <laughs> it opened up some lanes that probably weren't there just because there wasn't a lot of music 
coming out at the time, and we had decided that we were just going to push through it anyways because people needed music. So I think that uh, that like kind of added up to having a little bit more of a lane for our band, which proved to be like such a great thing. And also just the song was just there. Like right. we knew when we wrote that song, we were like, this is the one. Okay, I wanted to talk about that. When you guys wrote that, you like looked at each other and said, this takes us to a different... Did you know then... This is rock radio airplay. This is, you know, like dudes that never, that always like, you know, n- never listen to All Time Low are going to listen to us. Now, did you know immediately when, when you finished well, Monsters? Oops, sorry. You no. cut off for a second. Go ahead. Uh, I think it, we were in a closet, like, after we went to a bar. We were recording in Palm Desert, and we had, like, had this guitar riff. And then, like, that night, we basically, like, did most of the song. And we were like, holy crap this is the song like it came together really fast like within a couple hours dude must be a pretty good feeling man <laughs> like must be a pretty like wait, what do you do do you high five do you just sort of like is it a quiet confidence this is where it's comparison to athletes to me where like i always ask athletes like when did you know did, did you immediately walk out of that room did you tell anybody like dude we've got the biggest hit we're ever going to have in our career like this is going to be bigger than dear maria like did you have that feeling and tell anybody about it um, I don't think we had the feeling it was going to be the biggest song in the world, but we knew it was very special. And I knew it was kind of special when we just come back from the bar and like we were doing stuff. And I was recording bass, and they're like trying to get me to take a shot. And I was like, guys, I need to play bass. Wow. I take one more shot. Wow. Not be able to do it. <laughs> I have rarely seen you turn down a shot in your life, my friend. I oh, have... you know, well, as you get older, you realize the next day is Bro. a little bit more interesting. Bro, I know all about that. I know all about that. These are pal Zach Merrick from All Time Low again tonight at M&T Bank Stadium. They're playing the Baltimore Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Party presented by Miller Lite. You can still get tickets. Parking is free. Concessions are open. And they're going to do all the in-game entertainment that they normally do for home games. They're doing it while you watch the game after the show tonight. So make sure you get down there. BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets. You and I share some interesting, and we've talked about this over the years. Like, we're both really into blind side, which I'm not sure there's, like, you know, I, yeah. most people listening to this probably have no idea what Blindside is, but you and I have sat in the basement and listened to Blindside together over the years. Oh, I don't, yeah. I don't know if we share this. And I said something. I don't remember if I texted you about it when I first heard Once in a Lifetime. I hear like Marvelous Three and some Butch Walker influence. Are you a Butch Walker guy at all? Oh, uh, we, we are sh- all a Butch Walker. Thank you. We are all Butch Walker fans. Thank we actually um, did Damned if I do, Damned if I don't with you. Or with him, and uh, we've always been a big fan of his. Okay, I he's thought just like that's a classic it. rock and roll icon. Dude, he's <laughs> unbelievable. And I'm I, look, I did not stay with Butch Walker the way that I'm sure you guys did. Like I, you know, I, I became a, a sports guy that like didn't get to keep my nerdy uh, interests. But that first Marvelous Three record, I wore the f out. Like oh yeah, you're so I mean, as you do with great records like that. Correct, right? Like I mean, it was you're so yesterday. I could sing every lyric to that song right now, right? Yeah, and like it's just, just like a, from Blindside Records. Still. Exactly right, right? So did you guys? Was that? Am I right to think that there's some Butch Walker influence that came out in that song? Because I felt that way the first time that I heard it. Um, I would think so. Definitely with Alex. Alex is a big Butch fan. Alex is a good friend with him, too, so I would definitely say so. Okay. I love it, dude. I love it. And when you hit the part, like, I'm at an all-time low, I'm like, I'm like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme at that point. I'm like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> ah! They got me. 
they got me. That song is such a jam, dude. Like that song is a ten and a freaking half. What's been, well, like? If you come tonight, you might be hearing that one. Oh, too. I like that. I like everything <laughs> about that. Um, what you've been able to experience, you, you, you and I talked a lot, right? Like you had a fan base that kind of looked um, similar for a long time. Can you speak to what it's been like touring this record and maybe some people that were never at all-time low shows before that have start coming out to all-time low shows over the last year? Um, yeah, there's actually like it's like a big melting pot now. You have fans that have been with us from the beginning who are my age and possibly older. And then you have like sometimes their kids because they've gotten married and had kids, young kids. And then with the TikTok thing with Dear Maria, you've got the whole generational of TikTok coming out to see that song. So you have this like big eclectic melting pot. It's cool, man. Right? Like that's cool. And, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking there's got to be like more 40 year old dudes that are showing up to all time low shows than ever. Yeah, there before. are some more dudes. I, there's there's a couple of working out fans that come out to see me and things like that. So. Right? Like <laughs> and when you're getting radio, radio play on places like you know like the, the 98 Rock in every market, right? Like yeah. those 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 types of of fans that maybe weren't into all-time low before they're like wow these guys are really good right like these guys are unbelievable which i've been trying to tell you for some time i don't know why you didn't pay attention so (laughs) so what's next then like what do you do next um we play this show and then we go to albuquerque new mexico to finish the rest of the tour it's the sexy part of the tour is what you're saying yeah the sexiest (laughs) part of the tour (laughs) um we basically are on tour until december and then we have some time off in December, and then we, we're going to see what next year brings. Uh, hopefully, touring keeps happening, but I know the world is kind of in a weird spot right now, trying to figure it all out. So we shall see. We see what so that's like. Crossed. We see like that. What's that like is for sports? Is it is it vastly different? Does like a tour look differently for you guys now because you got to be worried about that type of stuff or like once you decide that you're going out on tour, do you just say the hell with it? We'll deal with whatever happens as it happens. Um, well, so far everything's good. I know. So a lot of places now are requiring a proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test just to keep everyone safe because it's kind of like a stadium's outside. Yes. Or most of them are. And like, you can spread out as much as possible, more open air, but a venue sometimes can be pretty jam packed. So, um, just trying to keep everyone safe and I, keep everyone accountable for being safe as well yeah the the, the rock and roll show and social distancing are not two terms that have typically gone along together over the years not not a lot you typically end up feeling basically every bodily fluid on your part like somebody else's sweat someone else's spit someone else's blood that's typically the way that it works at a rock and roll show over the years yeah well even like we went to the Bengals game yesterday we were in Cincinnati and like there's a lot of people just like hurting in the stadium so you just got to be mindful of that and i mean i'm for whatever anyone wants to do but well, i am vaccinated. and i have a mask so because i got to keep touring right, so I don't correct. Want to you're not going to be the guy <laughs> like imagine you being the guy that's like dude we can't play the ravens party on monday night like, yeah <laughs> i know you've been promoting it for weeks and i know that like you know a lot of people bought a lot of tickets but um sorry we're out like you just can't be that guy that's a really bad look man yeah you got to make sure that's not happening um uh so so are, when you say like are are you drinking less in general I, I, that's an important question because we talked a year ago we we created a new tradition obviously we you've been so involved over the years in what we've done for helping up mission and my god like I can never thank you enough for that 
but we created a new tradition a year ago with Jeremy where we do a insane drinking show where Dr- Jeremy brings in literally the worst booze that you've ever tasted in your entire life um, in order, like, like stuff that makes you want to die. I feel like it's worth asking. Have you ever tried Malort? Uh, I have tried Malort, yeah. And, and it tastes like a burning tire, correct? Yeah, it's not the greatest. It's not yeah, my it's favorite. It's awful. It's, by the way, he also brought it to the pig roast. I know it's been a few years since you've been able to make it out to the pig roast, and I get it. You've got a job, and, like, you know, you live in another part of the world now. Um, but, like, he brought it out to the pig roast this year, and, like, I, I've he's just sharing it with, like, strangers, and I'm, I'm just watching gleefully as they're about to take their first shot of Malort because they don't know what I know. And oh, it's, yeah. Right? Like, it's pure hell. So we're going to – you still – but you still – you're not – like, you haven't quit drinking, right? Like, you can still come in and do a drinking show with Jeremy and I. Oh, right? trust me. I can still drink. That's what I'm talking about. So that'll, <laughs> that'll be a plan, all right? We need to figure out when you're going to be home again, and we'll pl- figure out a day, you, me, Jeremy, Kyle, and, and maybe we'll, we'll invite somebody in. What we did a year ago is we said we'll, we'll auction off a spot, the highest bidder, whoever's willing to donate the most to helping up can come in and get hammered drunk with us on a show. You, you're willing to uh, do that yeah. with us. That would actually be amazing. I love that. I love that. That is going to be a plan. Whenever you and sponsored I will talk. Sponsored by Lyft. Yeah. <laughs> Lyft or Uber. Dude, big time yes. sponsor. Although, I got to be honest, Jeremy is basically a professional drinker, right? Like, I had to take a nap. I had to uh, go sit on the couch for about three hours. At 2.30, Jeremy looked at me. He's like, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm like, Jesus, dude. He probably uh, just eats like copious amounts of pasta we did i did like, also i did also bring in as, as you know our friends at chick-fil-a i did also bring in that morning like 20 chick-fil-a sandwiches oh, just just to try to, every shot he's eating a chick-fil-a Correct. sandwich <laughs> just to try to help us get through it bro because it was that type of day all right man what else so tonight obviously we want everybody to be out at the stadium tonight it's going to be a great atmosphere what else can i plug for you um anything at all social your company anything what can i plug for you um i mean i'm just instagram and uh zachary at zachary merrick uh, i've got a new tattoo shop in towson oh that's right one year anniversary today and like uh, some of i know some people over there don't i i know i've got friends that are over there right I yes, think I, yeah uh, called layer 3 collective it's yep. above the point and there's specials today starting at 6:30 and everyone will be there i actually will have to be working but i will be there later in the evening very cool man i'm happy for you bro you know i love you i'm so grateful for everything you've done for us over the years and for helping up mission it means the world um continue to kill it it's been it's been really i've done a lot of the leonardo dicaprio stuff over the last years people have been like man i love that band you're always talking about, I really love that. I'm like, yeah, th- thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for checking yeah, well, it out. Yeah, well, thank you for always plugging us and always loving me and inviting me to do so many cool things and helping the community, even though I'm not living here anymore. Dude, I still it, want to be a part of it. It so. means the world, bro. We'll be in touch. Thank you, pal. Thank you for ch- calling in this morning. No worries. Thanks, Levin. Zach Merrick, all-time low, one of my favorite human beings uh, and best friends, just a, a tremendous, tremendous, wonderful guy, and it's been unreal to watch how that record has vaulted them as successful as they already were which was you know beyond anybody's wildest dreams they somehow managed to go a step further than that which is completely insane Uh, but i'm really really happy for them as they are great guys all right hour number one of today's show in the books it was also brought to you by your local toyota dealers and buyatoyota.com Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience, and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. 
Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. We'll come back in. We're going to chat with Lincoln Kennedy. Find out more about the Raiders as we get ready for Monday Night Football tonight. It's Glenn Clark Radio. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. I've driven my tractor trailer millions of miles and I've seen it all. The next time you change lanes when driving, remember because of the sheer weight and size of my truck, I'm not able to stop quickly if you cut me off and brake suddenly. One wrong decision could change our lives forever. Trucks need room to stop. Don't cut it close. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls. But not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than snowballs. But not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Once again this season, PressBox's Project Game Day is the destination at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You want to talk about the game without all the nonsense, coach speak, and fluff of your typical show? Tune into Project Game Day. Glenn Clark is with you at halftime, and he's once again joined postgame by your favorite analysts like the NFL chick Sarita Hubbard, Ken Zalis, and more. Watch the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash Radio. Pressbox's Project Game Day, every game day, presented by Glory Days Grill and Window Nation. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the fresh food fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. Tweet us at... Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at GlennClarkRadio.com. All right, back in here on GCR into hour number two of the program. Of course, Ravens Raiders tonight. Joining us now to tell us a little bit more about the Ravens opponent in week one. He is a former offensive lineman, now with the Raiders Radio Network. And, of course, uh, we've talked before. He was, I believe, my old neighbor in uh, Phoenix and is still mad at me that I borrowed his lawnmower and never gave it back to him. He is my friend, Mr. Lincoln Kennedy, and he's back with us here on GCR. Link, it's Glenn and Kyle in Baltimore. Thanks for getting up early and doing this with us. 
Yeah, do you guys realize how much lawnmowers are? How expensive? I know, they are? right? And oh, you had a good one a good too. One. I know. You had a good I mean, one. you have a good one. I, I, uh, anyways, the, anyways, that's the, a water under the bridge. The awkward part about that joke. Is, the awkward part about that joke being, I don't know that anybody in Phoenix actually owns a lawnmower. Like, I don't <laughs> know that there would be any purpose to owning a lawnmower sure. living in Phoenix. Sure. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Hey man, uh, how exciting! We were talking earlier about like I, you know, there was somebody in town who was saying, "Hey, this is Vegas. This probably won't be that rabid a crowd. This is people that want to be seen and comps from casinos." And I'm like, "Have you watched the hockey games? Like that? There is, there's a nuts rabid sports fan base, and also this is the Raiders brand that we're talking about, and like people from L.A. and Oakland still come. What kind of atmosphere are you expecting for this tonight?" You know, the Raider Nation has always been well-traveled. Um, you know, people from all around have gone to events. I remember the first time the Raiders played in London a few years back. They, I, I remember they were talking about there was probably about 3,500, 4,500 fans that had made the trip over across the pond. So um, to your point, you know, there's a lot of excitement brewing around Allegiant Stadium because the Raider Nation finally feels that they have a home. And it's, 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 it's big time. It's a big deal. So, you know, when you look at the, this team coming out, there's going to be, this place is going to be sold out. Whether it's all by Raider fans or not is, you know, here and there. It's, you know, you can say that about every stadium, every event. But the great thing I will say this, the build up to this event, guys, it is the, this, this game has been one of the hottest tickets in Las Vegas. And that's pretty big. When you could say, when you, you know, talk about the people that are in residency here and just Vegas as a draw. Vegas is booming right now uh, because of the Raiders in the Legion Stadium. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be an insane atmosphere. I think it's going to be really cool. It's going to show well on Monday Night Football tonight. Um, Lincoln, I think one of the things that a lot of Ravens fans probably haven't, you know, thought about or forgotten about a little bit is that the Raiders were pretty good a year ago. The Raiders were legitimately right. an eight and eight team that was a couple of plays away from, you know, having a chance to get into the postseason and do something. When you look at them on paper, there's still this sort of question of, like, how did that happen? So I'm going to, as we get into this season, I'm going to ask you to explain it to me. How did that happen a year ago that a Raiders team that was not overwhelming on paper figured out a way to win eight football games? Well, I mean, I think they came out and and showcased, you know, the ability of the offense. I think, you know, Darren Waller was a star that was born just to name a few. Um, They had some pretty good consistency with Josh Jacobs, and the offense was able to generate points. I went in the last season thinking that the Raiders would need to score at least 30 points a game to in order to get some wins. And for the most part, you know, in most of those wins that they had, they had to score that many points. But the second half collapse really turned to, you know, a little bit of a an awkward eye to to what happened to the Raiders because they came out the gate two two years in a row pretty fast starts right. and didn't finish as strong. So that's the big the big biggest question mark: how you can get over that hump. So what John Gruden and the staff have done is they said, you know what, we need a better defense. So they went out and hired Gus Bradley. They went out and brought in a, you know, a ton of defensive line talent in order to try to generate a rush, including guys like Solomon Thomas and Anik Lazalthway. Yeah, and then to add what Max Crosby had done, uh, try to get him a little bit more out there, what he'd done during his rookie year, uh, things like that, as well as the linebacker core. They just recently signed K.J. Wright, um, who was a, a yep. damn good linebacker that was on the free, J, free agent market. Nobody probably expected that. And, and they made a trade with Carolina, Carolina for Denzel Perriman. So they bolstered their already weakened linebacker room, and they made some changes in the secondary. So the Gruden's philosophy is that if the defense is able to get some stops, the offense is prophetic enough, is prolific enough to where they can go out and get, you know, generate points and put pressure on opposing teams. 
by scoring touchdowns rather than scoring field goals. So we'll see how this holds up and it starts against a damn good Baltimore Ravens team. Well, I might say, you know, for the most part, the Ravens have had the Raiders numbers since the Ravens have been a franchise. I think the Ravens are 8-3 and three against the Raiders yeah, or something and, like that. And, I know and, I didn't beat them that many times. Yeah, it included played, so. a, a glorious day for us out in Oakland once upon a time. I'm, I'm sure that's not yeah, something. Yeah, well, you don't have to bring you, that up like the lawnmower <laughs> thing. I mean, you want to kick me a couple times while I'm down in this interview. Okay, I understand. Yeah, man. Uh, but, yeah, I remember that day favorably because I was on the field as well. So, yeah. Um, um, but but it, it's one of those things where the Raiders are going to try to make up for you know the, the, what what they think is the, probably going to be their weakness uh, or defense and lack of experience overall by scoring more touchdowns and putting the pressure on the opposing offenses. Given everything we know about Josh Jack, Josh Jacobs and his toughness, I mean, it seems like this downgrading to a questionable due to an illness is nothing more than a formality. You fully expect him to be on the field tonight for the Raiders, correct? Without a doubt, without a doubt, I do. I mean, it's going to it's going to take a ton of wild horses to keep Josh Jacobs off the field because Gruden did not play them in uh, preseason. I have to feel that they're all the starters, especially on offense, are chopping at the bit to get out there and play. He is Lincoln Kennedy, Ravens uh, Raiders tonight. Of course, he is the color analyst for the Raiders on the radio, and he's with us here on GCR. Lincoln, um, you know, let me go back to the defense for a second because I do have more on offense that I want to get to. But, you know, you brought up Unique Ngakwe, who it just did not work when the Ravens acquired him midseason a year ago. And the biggest thing that stood out for me was that the Ravens knew they were acquiring a guy who was not really a complete linebacker. He was a pass rusher. That's what he did. Right. And yet they never really seemed willing to just use him in that capacity. And it's been something the Ravens just don't do a lot of in their history. They don't just use guys who just rush the passer. Is it safe to say that when the Raiders decided to sign him, they knew what they were getting, and the expectation is he's just there to go try to get quarterbacks on the ground? Well, that's exactly right. The Raiders needed a pass rush, and they were aggressive, and 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 they were actually extremely, uh, um, um, you know, forethinking and and going out early to get in Yahweh off the free agency market. It wasn't about a linebacker. They needed a defensive end. They needed a rush in because you know last year they only, the defense only had 15 takeaways, and I think that that ranked them like 31st in the league or something like that, the defense needs to do more. And they need to put a pass rush on quarterbacks, especially when you look at this division alone, let alone what's going on around the league. So, But they need a pass rush help. Didn't see a lot from Henry Ruggs a year ago, obviously. I know he missed a couple of games, but you know, I, I, he was not – he certainly wasn't Justin Jefferson, right? Not that anybody in right. NFL history ever has been. Um, what are the expectations for Henry Ruggs? Or is there a disappointment, or is it just the thought of like, hey – you know, sometimes it doesn't happen for guys in their rookie season. There's still the belief that Henry Ruggs is going to be a massive, explosive player for this team. Well, see, I think it's the latter because most people don't realize that receivers coming out of college generally kind of struggle or aren't necessarily, you know, prolific their first year in the National Football League. Now, you know, Jefferson was a little bit of a, of a change for Minnesota, but overall, you know, the Raiders did try to get the ball to Henry Ruggs. I think he had a big game in Kansas City when they beat him back in Kansas City last year. He came through after struggling early in the Jets game with the big, you know, touchdown winning catch. So there are times where they're trying to get him the ball and make him a part of the offense. And it'll eventually happen. The thing is, is that what the Raiders have got to understand is, and John Gruden has got, it's almost a good problem to have, is that there's only one football. So whether you're trying to run with Josh Jacobs or King and Drake or you're trying to throw to Darren Waller or Hunter Renfro or Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs III, it's a, it's, it's a good problem to have. And it's a good problem for Derek Carr to have because here's a quarterback that can make every throw on the field. Uh, if just given the right amount of time and the right amount of discipline, they can really have a, a, a nice uh, offense that can be extremely efficient. 
you obviously know a thing or two about offensive line play. Um, the Ravens are known to generate pressure from all over the defense, yeah. but it seems like for Ravens fans, there's a lot of interest into their ability to generate pressure from the front four in particular. Uh, how good of a litmus test do you think this will be for Baltimore in tonight's game to see whether or not the additions like Adafi Owe and Justin Houston are able to actually get home to Derek Carr? Well, you know, when you look at the Raiders' offensive line, you know, questionable about you know, Richie Incognito. I don't think he's going to play. Um, uh, but Alex Leatherwood, uh, you know, the newcomer from Alabama, there's been some additions on offensive line where they kind of changed up. So, they're, they're, you know, for the most part, there's probably some defensive linemen and defensive ends out there that are salivating, looking for a chance to, to go up against this offensive line to get after this offense. But with that being said, I, I think the premium, the emphasis is put, is put on both teams. Because I think neither the Raiders nor the Ravens can afford to bring a whole lot of blitzes and, and expose, you know, the back end to possibly being burnt on on a big play. Um, but they would like to much much rather have that pressure be generated from the front four, both sides of the, both both teams. So I, I think it's important for both teams. Lincoln Kennedy with us. Just another couple of minutes here on GCR. Lincoln, you brought up Darren Waller. I got to tell you, he's one of my favorite human beings that we've yeah. ever had here in Baltimore, and. You know, I, we we brought him back on after the the first, you know, the the, the real breakout season with the Raiders, yeah. and and it was right at the beginning of the pandemic, and I, I want to say he did like forty minutes with us, and I was in tears like talking to him because right. he was such a good guy while he was here. When he got suspended, he was still willing to come on and chat with us about like what he right. was going through, to see what he's done, uh, how he has handled. Uh, adversity in his life and the voice that he is now willing to have for people that are going through similar things. Can you put into words what it's been like to be around this young man as he's come to prominence in the NFL? You know what? The thing is, is, is I'm truly thankful to have befriended him because he is really a great guy. When you think about the circumstances and what he came on, uh, came through and where he is today, um, He's one of the more impactful players in the National Football League. I agree. Now, he can take that for, for, for what he wants and go as far as he wants. With that being said, he's continued to maintain his humbleness and just sincerity for just the love and the appreciation that people have given him other chances. I mean, he reflects the times of conversation, the way you guys gave him a chance in Baltimore. He reflects, obviously, with the way the Raiders have treated him. And now he's in position to basically be considered one of the best tight ends, if not in the top three tight ends uh, in the National Football League. Um, I mean, it's just a really, really good feeling when you see someone who's had to deal with so much adversity come out on the better, the other side of it and, and can be positive. I mean, he really is a true talent, a really classy guy. Oh, man, it's, he's remarkable. He's remarkable. I'm so freaking happy for him, and, and what you're talking about is so important. And as I was looking at the Raiders' depth chart, I was a little thrown off because I, Quentin Jefferson's a great dude. He's a Maryland guy. We got to know him a little bit. Yeah. And I saw him listed first as a starter along the defensive line <laughs> in a place where, like, there's a Solomon Thomas and a Gerald McCoy right. who's come into the mix. Right. And I don't – I don't – I'm a little confused by that. Is that just some, like, gamesmanship from the Raiders to yeah. have him listed yeah, first? <laughs> look, here's, here's one way to look at it. Um, a few years back when the Philadelphia Eagles went on their Super Bowl run, one of the things that they did is they maintained a true rotation with their defensive line. Okay. Now, come this offseason, this this defensive line room was complete, was full. Like, I think they had like 14 players, whatever. Some of them notable names, like you mentioned. This is just, I mean, this is really just paper talk. It's, they're, everyone's going to get in. Gerald McCoy, Solomon Thomas, all those guys, Quentin Jefferson, all those guys are going to get in and have a big part of the play. The truth is, is that the Raiders have yet to show, they didn't show anything other than practice that these guys can work together and these guys can be good together. And they haven't shown it on film. So tonight's going to be a big test. 
Um, not only do they have the, you know, the audacity to try to cover or contain Lamar Jackson, who I don't even think you, you can, right. um, but they, when they, when they rush for, they want to be able to generate pressure and get that internal push to maybe make him feel a little bit uncomfortable in the pocket. All right. All right. But still pretty remarkable. A former fifth round pick that's, you know, it's, yeah. it's hung around for this long and is getting another opportunity to be in the mix with the Raiders. Uh, it figures to be a new look for the Raiders in the secondary. Obviously Casey Hayward came aboard. They drafted Trayvon Morig. Uh, where's the level of confidence in Las Vegas surrounding the secondary? Do you think the Ravens would be wise to take some shots early against them? Well, see, here's the, here's the biggest misnomer for us and, and people who cover this team. We really don't know because we didn't see anything in preseason. The Raiders chose to rest their starters. So I don't know what Casey Hayward really looks like in game time situations out there in the Raiders uniform. I don't know the true, you know, they, they got Trayvon Moore who's listed as free safety and Jonathan Abram listed as strong safety. But I've often said in the past that Abram does not do well in the space. So are they going to bring him down in the box and make him more almost like a rover back or, you know, a, a, a true force player in the box uh, to help contain runs? There's so many questions that we have for this defense. We just won't know until, it, until the lights come on because the Raiders really haven't shown anything. And they chose to make this, you know, and we, we saw yesterday with Sunday's games, you know, how, how many teams, if they rested their starters, how a little bit of rusty or a little bit awkward they look. I don't know what we're going to see tonight. But I think the Ravens, you know, uh, in lieu of their, their depletion in the backfield, still have enough weapons that can really make it hard for this Raiders team to, to succeed. All right, we'll wrap with this. Lincoln Kennedy, in your mind, tonight's game comes down to what? comes down to whether or not the Raiders can control the, control the run game on defense. Last year and the year before, they were truly exposed by the stretch runs, the perimeter runs, because they did not have good force technique and good force action. They've got to correct that. Because if you let somebody like Lamar Jackson alone, regardless of whoever else is in the backfield, get on the perimeter, get on one-on-one in space with a safety or a corner, it's advantage Lamar Jackson. No question. And you, cannot, you cannot have that. No question about it. We like to keep it that way. That's what we prefer around <laughs> these parts. At LKennedy72 on uh, Twitter is how you follow him. Lincoln, is there anything else we can plug for you, man? Uh, no, uh, you guys come out to the, come out to Vegas. Anybody who's coming out to Vegas, look up uh, Angry Crab Shack. That's my restaurant I opened up earlier this year. Wait a second. Um, Wait so a second. Like Cajun seafood. Oh, okay. Cajun seafood. I was going to say, like, when I hear the words Crab Shack, I'm like, whoa. Well, come on. Whoa. I know you're from Baltimore, it's, but it's not the same thing. Uh, it's it, Cajun seafood. Right. Okay. I've, I've, yeah, from having lived in, dude, I don't know if I've ever told you the story. When I was living in Phoenix, I remember, like, we were uh -huh. getting calls on the radio station all the time from people who were like, dude, we got a good cra uh, crab cake. You should come join us. I actually drove like 40 <laughs> minutes out to Cave Creek one time for a place uh -huh. that swore the guys like this is the best crab cake you'll have in this area, and it was so bad that I cried. I cried. Oh, no. Well, you're because, not gonna, you're not going to have that from us. And we've got some restaurants in Phoenix, so if you ever make it back to Phoenix again, look at the. All right, bro. I will do that for sure. Right, Lincoln, appreciate, appreciate you, man. It. Thank you for taking the time. Lincoln Kennedy, uh, love that guy, and uh, got to know him a good bit when I was working out in Phoenix and. Um, yeah, he'll be calling the Ra the Ravens Raiders game tonight, of course, for uh, the Raiders and their radio network. Appreciate him taking the time for us this morning. Today's program is also brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com. For your free analysis, don't forget the C3 brings you the Stan the Fan Variety Hour, which is back. I know they were off last week, but tonight, Stan and Ross talking baseball with Scotty McGregor. Looking for something to do before the game tonight? 
hang out with Stan Ross and Scotty McGregor talking some baseball tonight, 6 o'clock, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. And then they'll be off on Wednesday because of the Jewish holiday. And then back next Wednesday uh, with uh, Wizards GM Tommy Shepard is going to be Stan and Gary Stein's guest uh, one week from this Wednesday, the 22nd. So some pretty big shows coming up with Stan the Fan, all brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. I was thinking, oh, we are going to have a schedule change this week um, because of the Jewish holiday, and and we're happy to accommodate. Ken Zalis is going to join us on Wednesday for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show, which we normally do every Thursday at 11.30 a.m., but for one week only until Thanksgiving, because we're also going to have to move it the week of Thanksgiving. That's the way that it goes. But for one week only, we will be moving it to Wednesday at 11.30 a.m. for the Press Box Fantasy Football Show this week, which is brought to you by CCBC Glory Days Grill and the Maryland Department of Transportation. So you want to get your questions in early Wednesday edition of the Press Box Fantasy Football Show this week. When we come back in, Jeremy Kahn is going to join us. We'll chat with him about some betting stuff, whatever it is that uh, Jeremy's thinking about going into tonight's game. All of that coming up. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Need to hone your computer skills to boost your career? Or maybe you want an IT certification? CCBC Continuing Education has the courses and programs you need for a career in the computer field. And it's all tuition-free. From the basics to specialized training, we have the classes you need from hardware to programming to cybersecurity and so much more. It's your choice. It's your career. Call 443-840-4700 or visit ccbcmd.edu slash computer training. It's back to school time, and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat yourself. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. As one of only seven equestrian events of its kind, the inaugural Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill will give you unparalleled access to Olympic athletes in action. Come see the world's best horses and riders compete at the new Fair Hill Special Event Zone this October 14th through 17th in Elkton, Maryland. Don't miss the exhilarating cross-country competition, the elegance of dressage, and the precision of show jumping. There's something for the whole family, including great shopping, the fresh food fest, beer, wine, and spirit showcase, and so much more. Come enjoy a beautiful fall day at the Maryland Five Star at Fair Hill, October 14th through 17th. Buy your tickets now at MarylandFiveStar.us with the number five. I love you more than selfie poses. I love you more than spraying hoses. I love you more than bird calls, but not as much as food. 
football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second-chance cash in Ravens prizes. I love you more than snowballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. This is Nothing but back in here on GCR as we roll along our number two of the program, getting you ready for Monday Night Football tonight. If you have not picked up the new print issue of PressBox, you are just a silly goose. What are you doing, you silly goose? Go get it right now. On the cover, that's Marlon Humphrey. He's not hurt. He's, he's not hurt. Let's keep it that way. Forever. Because he's right there on the cover of PressBox, which is available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox or read it all, PressBox Online. Dot com, that new print issue of PressBox, which is available right now. Ravens should look into getting a ton of wild horses to keep Jacobs off the field. Yeah, that would be, a, you know, right? <laughs> it's gonna t- That's what it's going to take. There's got to be somewhere. There's the desert out there. There's got to be some wild horses running around. Go find some and keep them off the field. That would be smart. Um, you know, we covered the, the games that we picked. We didn't cover, obviously, the Saints-Packers. I said at the top of the show, I'm not going to overreact to it. I'm not going to panic about the Packers. Come on. not going to panic about the Packers. Thank you. I don't – I don't – it's one game. Now, not look. not going to get too superlative about the Saints. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Hey. That's not, not really – toss around superlatives about the Saints. That would be better. That would have been better. That, that i scream about the Saints. Scream about the Saints would have been better, yes. Thank you. Thank you. You and Tumnus. I don't know the hell. He only talked about the decimals. He wasn't necessarily saying... But he wanted deadly decimals. He didn't want... I think want... he was saying the decimals will kill you is what he was Oh, he's... God, you, guys, you guys have some fears about decimals. It's very, very strange. It's all... Very that was in the details, man. man. Uh, okay, sure. Alliteration and effect. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you. Um, I'm not... I don't know what to tell you. Yes, it was weird. It was goofy. Do I think that Jameis Winston is going to be the most uh, proficient passer in the history of football? No. I also expect a little more yards most weeks. Yeah, really weird bit, the way that it worked out. Also, Jawan Johnson's start looked all right, by the way. Yeah, it looked okay. Uh, not so great with Mark. Ha- again, five touchdowns, and I started Marquez Callaway. It was on paper a good matchup. Yeah, sure was. If the Packers had scored some points, he probably would have needed to do more. I mean, I think we always perpetually underrate the Saints' defense. And I, that's what I said. The, the one thing that you can make an argument for, when we talked about this with divisions, is that the Saints' defense was good enough that, you could put yourself in a just-don't-screw-it-up type of situation. Deontay Harris had a nice touchdown. Deontay Harris caught a long touchdown. It was cool to see, Baltimore native. Um, just don't screw it up. And that's essentially what they asked Jameis Winston to do. And frankly, it's what they were asking Drew Brees to do for the most part uh, the last couple of years, is just don't screw it up. We've got Alvin Kamara. Um, don't screw it up. <laughs> that post-game quote was pretty great from him. I didn't even see it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're all about preparation. I was talking to our trainer the other day. And no, he that, said, oh, that was from Jameis, not yeah, from Kamara. Right. Yeah, I, I did see that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Yeah, all right. He said, got to be prepared. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he said, but you got to be prepared. <laughs> that was good. It was really, really good. Um, I'm, uh, I, you know, I, I think the Saints can be competitive. I, you know, Tampa's clearly the team to beat in that division, but I think the Saints can be competitive because their defense is outstanding and got better. I mean, like, they, they kept prioritizing defense, and 
we think they're going to get Michael Thomas back at some point. We think they might not need him. Chris, some weapons. It's not like they don't Chris have Hogan weapons caught a touchdown. Jawan Johnson looked good. Yeah. I mean, Deontay Harris is a risk. One hundred percent. There was a there was a lot of good that was going on for New Orleans. I think they're going to be interesting, but I'm not going to bury the Packers because they lost a game. For what it's worth, that division appears to be terrible. So you should get a lot of free wins as the season goes on. Um, the Bears are doing that wacky bit where they're just insisting on playing Andy Dalton for. Well, also not having the receivers going anywhere past ten yards downfield. I, I don't. The two might be correlated. The two might have a relationship. Those two thoughts. It was neat to see Jimmy Graham make a like a, a Jimmy Graham type of play last night. I was yeah. like, wow, that's, I remember that guy. What a hoot it used to be to watch him play. What the Lions going for it in the second half there? Huh? You know, I mean, they made it interesting. I re- again, I, Jamar Chase and DeAndre Swift looked super great on my bench. They he just yep. looked tremendous on my bench yesterday. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, he is our buddy from 105.7 The Fan, and now national radio superstar. He's our pal Jeremy Kahn, and he's back with us here on GCR. What's going on, buddy? Do I do, uh, do we still get to be friends, or are you a little too big for me now? Is that the way it works? Jimmy Graham, who he play for? Um, <laughs> anyway, no, it's we're always going to be friends, man, until you say something derogatory about me, and then oh. I come back and say something about you. But you know what? We'd probably still be friends then. So, right. I'm neither one of so, us so you, haven't, you haven't heard about the things that I've said about <laughs> <laughs> you. Then. He really doesn't listen Kyle to the show, does he? Yeah, right. And he was also telling me what you said. Anyway, oh. so uh, <laughs> terrible. Um, no, it's you know it's football season's back, and, and yeah, I, I uh, got a chance to co-host the, the national gambling show yesterday, and uh, doing it from home, which you figuring out the technical difficulties and all that with Chris Mack, who's a morning show guy in Pittsburgh. So we had a lot of fun making fun of each other. All right, so I and I'm not. I want you to know this is not like I'm not trying to take a shot at you. I don't like listen to sports radio anymore. It's I'm sorry. I, I love I love you, and I'll listen to I you. I don't either. Um, where will I? Where where will I find you when I want to tune in on Sunday? So on Sundays, eight to ten on uh, thirteen hundred here locally. Okay. Also in, uh, it's kind of cool. We're in. I think we just picked up Buffalo, so right now we're in sixteen different cities. And nice. They hope it'll grow to like twenty five by the end of the year. And I'm assuming there's like an Odyssey app that I can tune into as well. If I, you know. Yes, you can go to Odyssey. Yeah, you can get the the app or, um, you know, go to Odyssey.com, figure out all that stuff and. Uh, you know, be able to download it. And then it's also on Twitch. They put us on, for whatever reason, they decided to put my t- uh, my face on video, which doesn't make much sense. But um, And then also I'll be on Channel 2 tonight. So I started working for Channel 2 Whoa. this evening. Yep. And uh, so I'll be doing TV with Sean Stepner and Jamie Costello this evening. So so when are, what, what's the, give me the schedule for that. When are we seeing you on Channel 2? Like every week? How 7 to 8 tonight I'll be on. 7 to 8? Uh, I do a couple, three different hits. 7 to 8 tonight. Is that going to be something that's going to be recurring, though, during the season? Yeah, so, you know, the, and maybe hopefully I'm not speaking out of turn for them, but, um, you know, we had talked about doing a bunch of stuff, and then it started early in the summer, and more of it was kind of centered around gambling and stuff like that, and with the state of Maryland doing whatever the hell they're doing with this yep. and dragging their feet, which really just, I mean, it chaps my ass to know. <laughs> People <sighs> keep asking me questions like, where can I go, or can I bet on this app, and why isn't this available? And I, I don't even have an answer. Like, Arizona just approved it. Um, yesterday or and, and started last week, it. right? And, yeah. and they were like, and now let's go. <laughs> yeah, they already had everything ready for it. So right. I, I have no idea why Maryland approved it and then said, why don't we wait a year because nobody wants to make money. Yeah, really, really infuriating. Jeremy, you're a hundred percent right about that. But yet, you can still see Jeremy's picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com and do with that what you will until the moment <laughs> where you're allowed to come do it in Baltimore. So that'll be tonight. You're on ABC Two, seven o'clock, and then every Sunday morning, eight to ten on CBS 1300, in addition, of course, to the 
Big Bad Morning Show every morning, 6 to 10, and picks every day at PressBoxOnline.com. When do you, like, sleep? Do you do you just not do that at all, like, anymore? Is it just well, not? Well, that's, that's going to be the crazy thing. I was honestly, like, asking them, the other guys this morning, Ed and Rob, saying, how do you guys typically do it? Because, and the other thing that pe- a lot of people don't know is I work for a roofing company. So right. I, I, and that's a full-time job. It's another full-time job to go along with what I already do. But... But the long and short of it is, um, you know, you can also check out my OnlyFans. Right. My beard smells funny. Uh, if you tip extra, I do all kinds of weird stuff. So, I like the bit um, that people are doing now. Like, it's like the Scott Van Pelt bit where whenever somebody sees a ball guy, they, like, send a picture to Scott Van Pelt. I like yeah. now that whenever anyone sees somebody with a beard, they're sending a gray, like a gray beard, they're sending it to you <laughs> and saying, hey, I just bumped into Jeremy Kahn. I like that yeah. bit. That's a good one. I, when people tell me I look like somebody, I'm like, there can't be this many beautiful people in the world. It's impossible. <laughs> but um, that's like when I was told I looked like Tim Allen in the Santa Claus. And then I finally had to trick myself into thinking that Tim Allen's a sex symbol to make myself feel better. Yeah, the thing about that is. The thing <laughs> about that is. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, it's not bad. I, by the way, I did a, I did a game, uh, a lacrosse game once, and there was somebody, I don't remember what the team it was, but there was somebody on the team named Tim Allen, and it was just relentless. I was that guy <laughs> during the course of the broadcast. Guest. Oh, great. it was so brutal. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the Ravens, just because I hear they're playing a football game tonight. Um, <laughs> you're you're the Ravens. You have a hundred running backs now on your roster. What do you do? Are you do you just say it's the Tyson Williams show until he proves otherwise? I, I'm telling you, Jeremy. I don't I don't understand why you like. You can say whatever you want about Latavius Murray hasn't been in camp. Latavius Murray is a good football player and was a yep. good football player a year ago and is has been in this league for too long for me to think anything other than he would be ready to go and I would hitch my wagons to Latavius Murray if I were the Baltimore Ravens. So so what I would do personally is like I, I would take a long look at Tyson Williams and see what you have with him. Um, and, and it helps that he's the only guy that knows the playbook. Now, playing running back or coming in and being on the field for it and having Lamar go, hey, we're going off tackle here. Uh, just follow your lead blocker. Hey, this is going to be a trap, or this is going to be whatever the the play call may be. Like they can walk the running back through it, where it becomes problematic is in pass pro, and that's the one thing we don't know about uh, Tyson Williams yet. Is can he be good enough back there to help out on blitzes? Um, you know, I, I'm sure like his hands seem fine to me, but we'll find out. You know, can he catch the ball in the backfield? But let's be honest, the Ravens don't throw the ball to mm-hmm. the running back all that much. Nope. I'm hoping that changes this year. But I, I think Latavius Murray has a lot left to offer. Um, it wasn't like this wasn't a situation in New Orleans where he was just spelling um, Alvin Kamara. He got he got his carries. He got his you know they would it was allotted for him per game to give uh, Kamara a rest. And then all they realized this year is with the kid that they drafted, they felt like he's pretty comparable to Latavius, and they wanted him to take a pay cut. And if he didn't, it's like all right, we'll see you later. Whereas Le'Veon Bell's been out there the entire time. Devonta Williams or Devonte's uh, been uh, Freeman's been out there the entire time. And they've had op- everybody's had opportunities to right. grab those guys, and nobody did. And it just like I'm a little concerned that Le'Veon Bell was on the Chiefs last year, and still didn't put up numbers. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you like, can't right, if you can't make it work there, you know how can you make it work? I, I to to me, I, look, I'm not convinced Le'Veon Bell is as done as I had this conversation. I've seen a lot of comparisons to Des Bryant. Des Bryant was drastically removed from being an NFL player when he showed up in Baltimore. It was kind of mm-hmm. comical that the Ravens did something like that. 
Le'Veon Bell, to me, is a guy that, like, is at least worth scratching and seeing if there's still something there. Not that he can be Le'Veon Bell, but he could be helpful. Where are you going to scratch him? Uh, well, that's something we'll talk about on OnlyFans, on uh, Jeremy Kahn. Uh, yeah, my beard smells funny, dot com. <laughs> I think that's what we'll do that there. Um, I have no problem like going that route, but I have no expectations. I, to me, it would be... My priority would be Latavius Murray would be my top running back, and Tyson Williams would be the guy that I think has a role, and you at least want to try to find out, with these other guys being a backup plan if Tyson Williams just isn't a, an NFL running back. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of where, where I'm at, too. Like, I, if you ask me to bet, I would tell you that I don't think Le'Veon Bell has much left. But I, I'm not 100% positive in that. That's, right. just, that's where my lean would be. So I'd have, with what they went through with losing three running backs, I'm definitely kicking the tires. I'm taking all this crap and I'm throwing it at the wall and I'm seeing what sticks. And I, I, don't, I don't mean that to be derogatory towards the running backs, but what I'm just saying is like you just grab as much as you can yeah, sure. and whatever works out, works out. Right. I just have, I have more confidence in Murray than I have in the others, and I have enough confidence in Murray that I, I don't, Look, I'm not trying to pretend uh, – Jamal Lewis was on our show last week trying to pretend like these guys could be as good as, as J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. I'm I'm not there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I thought a lot of it. But I, I don't have a problem with Latavius Murray being a guy that gets a lot of carries in Baltimore. I don't think that's a bad thing in any world. I think that's a pretty fortuitous way for you to go through a disastrous situation and have it come out on the other side with Latavius Murray being there to help you. Yeah, I mean, there's three things that really I look at. You, you lose J.K. Dobbins, you lose Gus Edwards. I'll leave Justice Hill out of it because those are the two guys right. you expected to take the bulk of the carries. I think you could take any NFL running back and put him in this offense. Any one of the, like, pick anybody, and they can still be successful to a degree. Mm-hmm. The three things that you don't know in bringing them in is, again, we talked about pass pro. Can they pick up the playbook? And the, the little things that are really important that we don't talk enough about, like if you watch Thursday night, uh, Zeke Elliott uh, picked up a blitz up the middle and stuffed the guy. Now, the, uh, who was it? Was it David or uh, White? It may have been Devin White coming up, and he popped him, and then he peeled off him, but it gave, it gave Dak enough time to get that pass out. And we've seen Austin Eckler's great at it. There, there's a bunch of running backs that are really good at it. The other thing is, when you talk about Dobbins more so than even Gus, like I, I think Gus could have gotten there to a degree, is the home run ability. It's ability to – I don't think Le'Veon has that anymore. It's ability to make that run. And instead of just picking up a first down or getting your five yards is taking that, you know, 50, 60 yards to the house. And that's what JK brought to the table. The other thing that you really don't, and I think Lamar is going to make everyone better um, singularly when you talk about, you know, this offense. And that's something I said on the morning show today is that when you put Lamar on the field, you're expecting everybody to try to stuff the run first. So they should give you single coverage on the outside for the most part. Um, with your wide receivers, which is why it's imperative for this team to get better in that department. And then now on top of it, you, you have Lamar in the backfield as a runner. That's the guy they're most worried about because he's the home run hitter. Right. And so right. now you take you try to take him away, it leaves opportunities for these other guys as long as they can see the hole, hit the hole. They're going to get positive yardage. And, and the last thing is uh, ball security. Because, you know, we talk about great running backs. If you're coming out putting the ball on the ground, don't have time for you. You can't do that on this team with how much they're going to run the ball. He's Jeremy Kahn, 105.7 The Fan, as well as ABC everywhere, everywhere, including right here at Press Box. That's where you find him. He's with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, Jeremy, what the big? What would, I am a guy that like refuses to overreact to anything from a small sample size of one week of football. But what were the biggest things that jumped out to you yesterday that like maybe make you feel a little bit differently or fortified something that you felt going into the season? Well, outside of the end of the game, I really liked how the Cleveland Browns looked yesterday. Yeah, well, um, I, I, I was impressed. You know, I, I thought, the, and more so defensively until 
uh, I think I was watching on the Red Zone channel, and uh, Scott Hansen was like, he said, oh, the, the, the two number one seeds, the Packers, uh, they're getting blown out. They're going to lose this week. And the Chiefs, they're on the ropes, or however he put it. And then as soon as they, yep. soon as he said that, uh, Pat Mahomes threw that bomb to Tyreek yep. Hill for the touchdown. And it's like, yep, it's a one-score game now. And then so, a couple minutes um, later. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. This is and the then you, you see how it goes and how difficult that team is. By the way, the Ravens are two-and-a-half-point dogs, barring anything. You know, I'm knocking on wood, any injuries tonight. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites next week. You mean uh, two-and-a-half-point dogs. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even so, that number seems a little small to me. Like, I, I'm they're at right home, to me. and so five-and-a-half on a neutral field. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Five, five-and-a-half on a neutral field. Maybe that is right. Yeah. Maybe that is right now but, that I think about it. Yeah. But the, the other thing, too, like Aaron Rodgers looked like he wanted to be anywhere but playing football yesterday. Um, and they're going to bounce back. They get the lines next week. Everybody's going to talk about how great the Saints are and watch. They're going to lose to the Panthers next week. It's just you're going to have overreaction to week one. Like, I was really impressed with the Cardinals, not not so much offensively because I always thought they were going to be good. They came out, Chandler Jones with five sacks, yep. and that offense that we all were talking about with Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, how do you match up? I don't want to say they shut them down, but they did as good of a job as mm-hmm. anybody could have done against them. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I was impressed by the Steelers. I didn't think they looked great offensively, but they did what they had to do, and that's a big road win against a team that I think everybody had you marked off. I, I am convinced I that, that we're gonna we're just going to repeat what we did. I'm not, not saying they're going to win every game, but it's just going to be the same story as a year ago. We're like, they're going to hang around, they're going to hang around, and then when we get to the end of the season and Ben's banged up again and they have to beat good teams, I – I'm convinced that that's what the story is going to be again with the Steelers. They're going to be just good enough to be good enough until it really matters when you're reminded that like it's that's it's just not you can't do that consistently week in and week out when you start once you start facing good teams. Yeah, and and that's kind of how I feel too. Like I, I think they're going to be they're going to be a tough out, but uh, I didn't have them as a playoff team this year. Um, but you know there's there's a lot of strange things that are going to happen, and uh, as far as you know, with seven teams now getting in, like somebody's right. pointing out, wouldn't it be crazy if an entire division made it? <laughs> like, uh, you know, and you look out west and in, in mm-hmm. the NFC, and you're like, every one of these teams are good. And oh, by the way, you look at the NFC North. If we're just going to stay with the NFC, um, somebody was saying that Dan Campbell should get an extension because the Lions, for the first time after Week One, are in first place. So, <laughs> at least bad. tied for first. Not bad. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know if you have any of this in your life. There is a like this weird number of Dolphins fans that doesn't correlate to like the actual interest of the Dolphins in Miami. Like I've had this weird amount of Dolphins fans that exist in a, in my life for some reason, and they are all like running their mouths over surviving against a rookie quarterback in New England yesterday because yeah. Damian Harris put the ball on the ground at the end of the game. Like they are all losing their minds about how big this is. They went and beat the Patriots on the road. And like I thought there was a chance the Patriots would win that game because it's Bill Belichick and give him a year after being embarrassed and the whole thing. And yeah, they damn near did, obviously, until Harris coughed it up. But like I am blown away by the overreaction from Dolphins fans to surviving a game against a rookie quarterback yesterday. Yeah, you know, and and I thought, excuse me, I thought Mac Jones looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not as down on two as everybody else, but yeah, yeah, look, you get a road win, I'll take it any way I can. I won't complain about it. But I didn't think they looked spectacular, especially against a team. Like, I don't think New England has great weapons at all. Like, I, I love the two tight end sets that they're able to use. I thought Mac was very efficient. And on top of it, you know, the wide receivers really didn't do a ton. Damian Harris looked good, but... Yeah, um, until he gets off the ball. I, I think Miami end. has a great roster to pull out or eke out a win in that situation. Kind of surprised me in his first start. 
All right. Anything else going on in your world? Like anything else that you're? you're... No, I, I had a big day yesterday. I went um, three and zero in baseball, five and two in the NFL. I missed my lock, which chaps my ass. So nobody's, uh, you know, nobody. What was what that. was what was your lock? Uh, it was the Giants. I loved them in that spot, and there were two big plays that really changed that game. Um, one of which was uh, that they gave up. They got a turnover and then went three and out and gave the ball right back to them. And the Broncos scored a touchdown right before the half with barely any time on the clock. And then um, in the second half, they had a chance to get a stop, and they had Teddy – you may have seen the highlight. They had Teddy Bridgewater dead to rights, and they were getting ready to sack him. And he throws a ball to what I believe is the fullback, and one of the linebackers came up and just hit him, popped him, and didn't wrap him up, and the guy ran in for a touchdown on fourth and, like, three. So Shoot. that would have been a big stop to still keep it a one-score game. Um, for them to be able to get back into it. But it didn't happen, and that's, you know, look, these are the breaks. This is what goes on. I had the Lions, so I was really lucky in that situation. But, you know, that's gambling. You're, you're going you're gonna to win some and lose some, and I'm not trying to be, like, all cliche, but it's just it's, it's avoiding. So I had a terrible day Saturday. It's avoiding those Saturday days I just had as much as you can and trying to stay, you know, ahead and winning a couple here or there. The 4-1 the, the and one and the 5-0 and oh days are phenomenal. But it's just about staying in the green. All right, I have to before I let you go because I wasn't paying it. I got to be honest with you. I like I saw what was happening, but I wasn't paying close enough attention to the the Brandon Hyde thing the other night. Like, mm-hmm. what what re- is there any validity at all to what the Blue Jays were saying? And well, like I have because I, I don't care either way. Like I'm cool with Brandon Hyde, you know, defending his team no matter what this night. Even if yeah. even if they're stealing signs, I have no problem with Brandon Hyde. What is he well, supposed to do? Like, hey, you caught us. I liked him most probably <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> like, hey, you know what? You guys got us. I've Take s- me to baseball jail. Right. Yeah, like, I've said all along, I think every team is stealing signs. Like, I've said this from the moment one of the Astros thing coming out. I believe every team is stealing signs. The Astros were just doing it in a more sort of comical way where they were banging on trash cans. But I have you always know, whether- believed Stealing signs or tipping pitches, you're going to tell your teammates what you find. Um, you know, I read Trey Mancini's quotes afterwards about this whole thing, and Robbie Ray was upset. I got no problem with Brandon Hyde telling him, just shut up and pitch the ball. Like, nobody's right. stealing signs from you. Like, you're sitting here. I mean, I cleaned it up for him, but I, I love that Hyde's like that, where some people yeah. are like, oh, just shut up. You're the manager. Nobody wants to hear from you. Well, if you're accusing somebody of doing something, you better have – like, it's not like Ro- – Robbie Ray's been really good, but if you go back, what was it, a year, maybe two ago – where he was just giving up the long ball left and right. He'd walk guys uh, at a record rate. And then now he's kind of put it all together with Toronto and and what I believe is kind of a hitter's division, you know, with all these ballparks outside of Tampa. And he's had a really nice season. He's always been a great strikeout pitcher. So now the Orioles hit a couple taters off of him, and all of a sudden he thinks that they're stealing signs. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, man, you're allowed to have an off day. And and I believe him when they come out and say, hey, look, we're not stealing signs, especially when Trey Mancini speaks up the way he did. But, you know, it's just kind of how it goes and, now. And, and right. everybody, and when they struggle, are going to feel that way. I'm certainly not going to accuse like them of lying. I just, I, I mean, this, I, I would be stunned if there was any team in baseball that wasn't attempting to steal signs. I also would have expected the Orioles would have had a little bit I, more success J- Jeremy, if they you, were successfully I, stealing signs yeah, maybe, all year. Maybe, but I'll, I'll speak. You can speak to this. I played, uh, we, we both have played, and you don't, I don't think, you, you don't play in the Bel Air League anymore for kickball, right? No, right? no, you I don't, don't play up there. there. I was playing on Thursday night. They were stealing signs? No, they weren't stealing, this is not a joke. <laughs> The third baseman in the beer league kickball team they were playing against was grabbing everyone to try to slow them down as they came around third base. He was assault, right? He was grabbing us to try to – he was, first of all, standing in front of third base to make it so that we had to go around him in order to slow us down and legitimately grabbing people to try to slow them down in a Thursday night beer league kickball game. 
if and I was a part of that, you'd, you'd hate to see it because I'm. I try to be an incredibly nice guy, and I'm competitive. And if somebody's doing something intentionally, if he was standing on that bag, mm-hmm. I'm. If it's not a woman, you know, like we've had girls in the league right. and stuff where they're right. trying to figure out where they're supposed to be. And I, I'm not mansplaining anything. I'm just it, it just happens quite a bit. Um, you know, where people don't know where to stand on the bags when everybody's running around. But if some guy's purposely doing it, mm-hmm. I'm running them but over. This is, but this yep. has been my point eternally: is that like if people are willing to do that in Thursday night kickball leagues. Think about what they're willing to do with millions upon millions of dollars at stake. And 100%. so I think it's insane for us to think that teams wouldn't attempt to steal signs. I think it's nuts for us to think that way. And I'm not telling you that I know that the Orioles have, and I, I'm not trying to call anybody a liar. It's just that I don't get caught up in this stuff because I believe that everyone is going to do everything they can to try to get an advantage. I think we've seen that throughout the history of sport that that's the way that it's worked. So Absolutely. I just don't lose my mind about it. If if they stole your signs, here's an idea. Change the signs. Yeah. Have a better <laughs> system. If what you've seen is, I think they might have figured out my signs, then perhaps your sign sequence ain't good enough. <laughs> yeah, be better. That's it. That's my all you have to God, do. man, it is nuts. All right, at JeremyCon1057 on Twitter is how you follow him. Appreciate you as always, pal. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you. Jamie Kahn joining us here on GCR. I, 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 and I don't. I, I'm sorry. I didn't spend enough time with this to know the back and forth about whether or not, like, there would be numbers that would back up the complaint and and say. I know you said that you were bothered by Blue Jays Twitter over the weekend. It just, just annoyed me. I just couldn't possibly care. It was like more of it. like the uh, incredulous nature of the fact that the Orioles could score runs. And I, that had to suggest that the Blue Jays well, were getting I mean, their sides. But I don't know. It might be that somebody's got some statistic that points out and says. You know, here's what everybody Second else has been done. hitting home runs off everybody. I, underst- Ryan I understand that, but I don't now. know enough about this pitcher and his slider, these hitters and slider. I don't know enough about that to know if somebody's got something. I just don't care. I was most endeared to Brandon Hyde this I, weekend than I've been probably the entirety of his tenure. The point, and it, this is, I keep saying this eternally. What is Brandon Hyde supposed to do in that moment? You start chirping. He's the manager of the team. If somebody's going to get tossed out of the game, he'd rather it be himself. I get it. These players aren't that good. I understand the argument. But in the the world where we think that they're trying to win every game, if somebody's going to get ejected from a game, the manager would rather have it be him than it be the players because the players are the ones that can control the outcome of the Mm -hmm. game. So you're the one that has to step in in those situations, say, settle down, chief. I'll do this. Let me take responsibility here. And it doesn't. If you're stealing every sign, that's what you say back. My God, the notion that you're just supposed to come out and be like, "Well, yeah, you're right. We stole your signs, man. What do you do now?" It's also, the team that was accused of having people in center field. To Dude, yeah. that's the, I keep. I think every team is at least trying to steal signs, whether they're doing it successfully or not. There was a Yankees acu- uh, acu- uh, ac- acquisition. There was a Yankees acquisition. There probably was. There was a Yankees accusation over the weekend, too. I don't even remember who it was or what the circumstances were. Oh, uh, the Mets. Um, when Taiwan Walker gave up RIP, I know this is very sad for you, when he gave up five runs in like the second inning against the Yankees on Saturday night. The Somebody- Orioles said, oh, that you think that's impressive. Right, right. <laughs> hey, let's show you what we can do in the seventh. Um, <laughs> my God. And again, I'm not following these games like pitch by pitch because I'm just not. That's where we are at this point. But Twitter is, and so I start like noticing what's going. On. I'm like, oh my <laughs> god. Um, but like, there was an accusation there that the Yankees were stealing Taiwan Walker's signs, dude. Everyone is stealing signs. 
the, I don't know what else there is to say. They're stealing signs. Now, there is this thought, well, we know that, but the way that we try to, we try to shame them, this is how we, we're trying to police it by doing it this way, by, by yelling and screaming on the field and by embarrassing them and things along those lines. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if that. Do you think they're going to stop trying to steal your signs afterwards? I mean, is that if 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 you mouth off, do you think suddenly the Orioles are going to say, "Well, you know, we better we better not steal any more signs"? This is part of baseball. It's politics. It's politics. What are we doing here? Anything else we want to say here? That's sunny. That's a sunny quote. I know. I just didn't say the B word. Well, could have, but yeah, you know. Yeah. But you. Um, like man, I. I got nothing else. This is the way the game works. You got to kind of deal with that. What was that guy's name? Lester? What is Lester going to do? Yeah, I think that's all right. Probably think, stab yeah. you in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the way things go, man. This is stealing signs is part of the game. You got to change your signs. You got to have more sign sequences. You got to figure out what else you're going to do. There's cameras everywhere. I felt a little awkward. I was doing a, a the beach volleyball then out at Stevenson yeah, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations to Penn State. They were the champions of the uh, – A lot of beaches over there in Penn State, you know? You know what was really weird? Like, I, I immediately looked and saw there was, like, USC and Pepperdine. I'm like, well, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure we know who's going to win this tournament. Then I saw UCLA and, and UC San Diego. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Nice to have all these other teams participate. And then what I realized is because um, – the way this event worked is that uh, beach volleyball is not yet an officially recognized NCAA uh, men's sport. Men's beach volleyball is not. So these are all indoor volleyball players from their various schools. I don't imagine that's how that generally goes. That are you probably start indoors. I mean, outside of maybe the coastal folk. But r- like, but that was my point. Like my thought being, the coastal folk are the one that have to have because the rest of them are just like the two guys from Penn State are just two guys that play indoor volleyball that are like sent to participate mm-hmm. and represent the school in this national beach volleyball tournament that USA Volleyball is putting on. Um, and so like that was my thought. My, my immediate thought was like, all right, so these are the guys, the, these guys are the beach volleyball guys. Like mm-hmm. these are the guys going to be good. And then the Penn States of the world, like they're, they're here to get some, get some reps before their indoor volleyball season starts. And, and then, but then these two dudes from Penn State, mauled they like they just rolled through this entire I'm sure thing. it's not their first rodeo on a beach either. i'm not guessing it was their first rodeo on a beach but like i definitely thought that the guys from the the west coast schools the uc usc's ucla's the pepperdine's the, i thought those were gonna have and in fairness it was they the the final was against uh west coast school but like just thought they were gonna roll the way it was gonna go uh, but at one point so I had um, a former high-level volleyball player who was working as my color analyst. Her name was Megan Bergdorf, and we're we're doing the the championship match. And how chill were you? Oh, I was. To- I think I met the vibe. I think I gave them exactly <laughs> what they were looking for. I was totally. I in fact took my took my sandals off yeah, yeah, and yeah. did it barefoot for a good bit of it, just to try to. I noticed there was a lot of that going mm-hmm. on, so I was like, well, I'll join. I'll join this vibe. Um, so at one point, like, I don't know if you've ever watched beach volleyball, mm-hmm. but like the, the yeah, player in front, still signs. right. And so she like broadcasts like what the sign was that he was calling. I was like, <laughs> I was flummoxed. I was like, I don't think we can do that. <laughs> like somebody's, somebody's watching and somebody's going to like call in and say, Hey, like, watch out. They're putting up number f- like number four. I was panicked. I was like, I. Megan, I don't think we're supposed to say that on the broadcast. I don't think it's supposed to work that way. 
Um, but uh, I, I don't know if it played any role in the, in the ultimate outcome of the, the match. I don't think it did, but I definitely was like, the, I think it's supposed to be just a, we don't know. They could be calling anything in this moment. She knew. <sighs> it's stealing signs. It's part of game. baseball. It's what it is. Hour number two in the books it was also brought to you by Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil. It helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit and tubular to wrap it up. It is Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everybody? This is Taz Bowser. I can't wait to see you guys for the Taz Bowser Show this fall. We're going to be taking the show on the road all over the area. You can meet me and my very special guests. If you can't make it out, you can watch the show on live on Pressbox Facebook page or listen the next day. Find out more about where we'll be by checking out pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. We'll see you all season long for the Taz Bowser Show. It's brought to you by Express Exterior Design, Grade 8's memorabilia, and Pressbox. It's back to school time and to help you get educated on Window Nation, they're offering a scholarship for higher savings during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy, wood or vinyl styles, buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. That's like a free ride until 2023. With all the money you'll be saving, you can use it towards your kids' books, clothes, backpacks, shoes, or even treat your yourself. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. I love you more than rock and roll. I love you more than a swimming hole. I love you more than pinball, but not as much as football. Celebrate your love of football with Raven scratch-offs from the Maryland Lottery. Win up to $100,000 instantly or second chance cash and Raven's prizes. I love you more than gumballs, but not as much as football. Play Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. Please play responsibly. Party with the flock at the Ravens Countdown to Kickoff Watch Party presented by Miller Lite on Monday, September 13th at M&T Bank Stadium. Celebrate the start of the season with a live performance by all-time low, plus a watch party for the Ravens vs. Raiders game on the Ravens Vision Boards. Appearances by Ravens legends, cheerleaders, Baltimore's marching Ravens, playmakers, and Poe. Tickets are $10 in advance and $20 the day of the event. Visit BaltimoreRavens.com slash kickoff for tickets and more info. I love driving my tractor trailer, and just like you, I just want to make it to my destination safely. If you drive too closely to my truck, I can't see you, and you can't see what's in front of me. If I have to brake suddenly, our lives can be changed forever. If a truck stops quickly, can you don't tailgate trucks. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Transportation State Highway Administration. The latest issue of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens cornerback Marlon Humphrey, who may well be the Ravens' next true defensive superstar in the lineage of Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, and Terrell Suggs. Also inside, we introduce you to Maryland Navy, Towson, and Morgan State football players and everything you need to know for football betting as it launches in Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 royal farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the orioles ravens and terps at pressboxonline.com you are out 
You are listening to Glenn Clark Radio Radio at glennclarkradio.com. All right, back in here on GCR, winding down for a Monday edition of the program. Before we're back a little bit later on tonight, I got a busy day. I'm also going to do Courts of Thunder today, uh, U.S. Open recap. Congratulations to Daniil Medvedev. Um, I'm sure, I, I mean, I, Lord knows I don't watch these shows, but I'm sure that the if it's being discussed at all um, by some of the national media types, they're saying, oh, Djokovic choked under the pressure, huh? No. Um, Djokovic had an uh, unbelievably difficult path to the U.S. Open final, whereas Neil Medvedev's side of the bracket completely opened wide up. Also, Neil Medvedev is quite good um, and has been building to this moment in his career for some time and then got, and this happens, this is the way tennis works, he got the benefit of a much weaker side, whereas Novak Djokovic was regularly being pushed, dropping sets. He had to go to five just on Friday night ahead of facing Daniil Medvedev, who might be the second-best player in all of tennis at the moment. And this one worked out in favor of Medvedev, and Djokovic will almost certainly win more in the future and surpass the number 20, and even if he doesn't, it's irrelevant. He's the greatest player of all time. There's no measure by which that's not the case. Um, I, you know, I don't know what else there is to say. The Emma Raducanu story is wonderful. We'll talk more about that as an 18-year-old wins coming through qualifying the U.S. Open. I mean, it's just it's unreal. You didn't bet on that, did you? Nope, certainly not one that I bet on um, in the lead-up. And in fact, I almost put some money on Fernandez to win the match, but decided at the last minute not to. So, dude, it's like winning money because I didn't lose it. It's sort of like that. But we'll talk more about that on Courts of Thunder. We're going to do that later on this afternoon, and then I'll be back here for Project Game Day later on tonight. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports and PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for postgame. Tidbit brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or C3America.com for your free analysis. I don't know if you heard the Ravens play tonight. That's my tidbit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great tidbit. I didn't know. They have excelled in season. Openers under John Harbaugh, 10-3 and three since Harbaugh took over in 2018, behind over only New England and Philadelphia in that span. However, since Lamar Jackson took over, they've excelled even more. In fact, they've won those two games against the Dolphins and Browns by a combined 81 points. Ooh. A 97-16 to 16 total score. So let's hope that... Dominance continues, and they find themselves on top tonight against the Las Vegas Raiders in similar fashion. Now, the games against the Raiders, the Ravens are 8-3 and three in the regular season all time. The average score of their 11 matchups is 27-17, to 17, so they've covered in that regard. Mm. Although it's been an odd week in betting in football. In fact, it was the most profitable week one for underdogs in the Bet Labs database, as eleven and four against the spread was the mark. Do they, do they work with frogs in the Bet Lab? They do. Or actually, do they yeah. exactly the Action you... Network's yeah. betting okay. thing? Eleven and four underdogs went this week against the spread. So hopefully that is eleven and five come tomorrow. Uh, for what it's worth, Jameis Winston, I got a couple trivia's for you. <laughs> Jameis Winston, five touchdown passes. Yes, despite throwing four, just about. 140 yards. Yes. Only one NFL player since 1950 has thrown for four touchdowns and had 100 or fewer passing yards. 100 or fewer? Who? Uh, 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 
I mean, I don't even know where I begin to guess. So Trent Dilfer. No. Joe Flacco. No. Tom Brady. No. I don't. I don't know. I genuinely don't know where I should start to try to find this answer. There's a cheeky aspect to it. That doesn't mean anything. Cheeky for us. Why is it cheeky for us? It doesn't. Brett Favre. No. Mahomes. No. I, yards on I understand that. That's why I'm trying to figure out what's cheeky for us. 100 yard gains on the reg. When you say cheeky for us. You yeah. mean like you and I? Yes. Someone we know? Not personally, no. Dan Orlovsky. No. We're trying to get him on this morning. I thought that might be the cheeky part. No. Never been on this show as far as I know. Never been on this show. Has it ever been in my kitchen? No. Is da- would Dante Culpepper be cheeky for us? No. I don't know, man. I don't know who's cheeky for us. I'm uh, this this has gone the other way. I don't know. Who is it? Steve Young. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe I should have gotten there eventually. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> it was cheeky. It was. Yeah. You're not wrong. Daniel Jones fumbled again. Yeah, yeah, not good. His 30th career fumble in his first 28 NFL games. I bet all those Giants fans feel stupid for booing him when he, he, yeah, he right. was a draft pick. Since 1994, only one quarterback has more fumbles in his first 28 NFL games than Daniel Jones. Similarly cheeky. I mean, Favre? No, I, he wouldn't do He that. fumbled a lot. Though. He would never. He, would never he fumbled a lot. He threw interceptions, Glenn. Never fumbled once. He fumbled a lot. Uh, Eli? No. This is a former guest of the show. This is a former guest of the show. Have we had Tom Brady or? Four times, actually. Okay. Uh, is a former guest of the show. What quarterbacks have we had on this Show Dan Orlovsky. No. Vinny Testaverde. No. Quarterbacks have been on this program. Michael Vick. No. Cordell Stewart. No. I should probably not just think about quarterbacks. Joe Theismann. No. He didn't play in that time frame. Did, what What was the years? Since 94. Yeah, he definitely did not play in that time frame. <sighs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Joe Burrow. No. Did have him on the show, though. He did. He hasn't played 28 games yet, though. Trent Dilfer. No. Did have him on the show. We did. Steve Bierlein. No. Rich Gannon. No. Trent Green. No. Had him all on the show, though. Uh, have we had Jaworski? No, it was me. It's 94. What other quarterbacks have we had on this bloody show? You know, now I'm actually wondering whether it was on the show or whether oh, you just you interviewed s- him. Oh, you son of a bitch. Maybe you just interviewed him. For what? 
What would I have just interviewed somebody for? That's all I'll give you. I just interviewed him. Was it related to Ray Lewis? It was. I don't remember what quarterbacks I had. I did that with. Actually, no. It no? was not. But it, it was related to Ed Reed. No. What the hell was it related to? Why would I have just interviewed somebody that wasn't on this show? Oh, it was Tony Banks. Tony Banks. Yeah, we didn't. Did we have him on the show? I don't we, you know what? We had him on the show, but it wasn't then. I did another thing with Tony Banks okay. for the anniversary, but we had him so on I the show. So I was right and wrong. Yes, and you were right. right and wrong. Right and wrong and right. Yeah. Yes, you're all the above. Right and wrong and right. It is Tony Banks. Tony Banks. The only uh, quarterback with more fumbles through 28 games than Daniel Jones. Very good. Well, not for him, but yeah, you know, no. very, very good on the tidbit. All right, uh, a quick reminder, the Tyus Bowser Show will be happening. We've got details up. We know we're going to be September 28th at City Line Bar and Grill. Um, we are still working on announcing the makeup date for the Mother's Peninsula Grill Show down in Arnold, but I promise we're going to be doing it. Um, Tyus is in. We are so excited about it. It's going to be an uh, awesome time all season long with Tyus Bowser, brought to you by PressBox, Express Exterior Design, and Grade 8's Memorabilia. Again, grade8smemorabilia.com with the number 8 in order to find out more or pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. They also have a private signing coming up with Terrell Suggs. I think you've heard of him. You can get some uh, memorabilia in to get signed by T-Sizzle. Tubular, brought to you by Window Nation all September long. They're celebrating back to school with a great special offer for you. Buy two windows, get two for free. Wood or vinyl styles. Buy four, get four free. Buy eight, get eight free. 24, get 20. The whole thing. Get an A-plus in savings and pay 0% interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. All right. uh, Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise, the football game. Ravens-Raiders on ABC and ESPN and ESPN2, but I believe the ESPN2 broadcast is the Peyton Eli broadcast. They're doing. I'm sure it's... I'm not going to watch it tonight, but I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, I believe they're doing that... I think they're doing it on ESPN Plus the rest of the year and on ESPN2 for tonight only. It's weird that they couldn't get Peyton Manning from Monday Night Football... Regularly, well, he doesn't have to go. He just sit at a pe- they can sit at their house and do it. Is the story? It's weird, Glenn. I think tonight they're doing it from a studio because it's on TV. But the rest of the year they're going to be doing it from their house, which is the reason why. Like I think they're they're interested in this and not in actually going out on the road, yeah, each and every week. But ESPN, ESPN two, and ABC all tonight for Ravens Raiders, um, and of course Project Game Day halftime and post game. Masson's got Marlins Nationals at 7, MLB Network Twins Yankees at 2, Rays Blue Jays at 7, NBA TV, Dallas Wings, Las Vegas Aces at 3, NBCSN for Everton and Burnley at 3, and then ESPN Plus for Loyola and Penn in soccer tonight at 7. The USA Network, WWE Monday Night Raw tonight at 8. Big one, obviously, you know, I need to tell you, Randy Orton and Bobby Lashley for the belt tonight. Who you got? Kyle Orton. <laughs> Kyle Orton. It's been his the neck beard and everything. It's his moment. Actually, Randy Orton had a tremendous tweet. This is I don't know why I enjoyed this so much, but I really did. The Viper, they call him that, Randy Orton. And I think um like some people think that somehow makes him like an expert. Oh, the girl deleted it. Some some woman sent him a picture of like a spider bite on their child's neck and was like, Hi, Randy Orton. What do, what do you think about this? And Randy Orton said, All right, can you give us some feedback? And Randy Orton's like, feedback? <laughs> Take the poor girl to the doctor. What in the hell are you asking me for? It's quite good from Randy Orton. I enjoyed that a great deal. Non-sports-wise tonight. Non-sports. 
there's a new AMC show at 11 called Ultra City Smiths that's sort of like an American, what is it, what's that I'm looking for I here? don't know. Um, Team America, sort of like puppety comedy. Oh, okay. It looks actually kind of fun. It's on HBO, you say? AMC. Oh, on AMC. And what's it called? It's called Ultra City Smiths. Ultra City Smiths. Uh, Reservation Dogs episode, Hulu, streaming now. Ninja Warriors at 8 o'clock on NBC. Andrew Garfield, Pat Oswalt on Fallon. Uh, Amanda Peet is on Seth Meyers. You're a big fan. Uh, Jeff Daniels and Nate Burleson. Are we package sure it's deal Amanda on Peet? Or could it actually be Colby Smulders? Uh, she doesn't look that much like her. Uh, exactly Jennifer like Aniston and a little dicky package deal on Kimmel. Stuff and things. Check it all out. Glenn Clark Radio. Amanda Peet's about to turn 50. What a world we live in. Jennifer Aniston probably already did. Jennifer Anderson is definitely past 50. There's no doubt about that. All right, very good. Thanks today to Zach from All Time Low. Thanks to Lincoln Kennedy, and thanks to Jeremy Kahn. We'll get it up in the Greatest Hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Just go ahead and say it. Irons and fires. Stuff stuff and things. and things on the program tomorrow. Very good. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including CCBC, Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, K&S Automotive, the Maryland Lottery, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the Baltimore Ravens, MDOT, the Maryland Five Star, Underdog Fantasy Football, your local Toyota dealers, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at K Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Monday evening. Go Ravens. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. <laughs>